0: Hello, welcome to Hardlore Stories from Tor. What's up, Bo? Hey, buddy. We've got a cool episode today, but before that, let's talk about the Hardlore Meal
1: Box. It's available right now, right now until Monday. This upcoming until, yes. Monday, which is December the fifth, the fifth. Yes,
0: it's an exclusive box. It looks like a Happy Meal, but it's not a Happy Meal. It's ours. You Got a shirt in there, water bottle, watch, bunch of fucking stickers. A koozie, some pins. A bullshit pin. A bullshit great pin that I will wear with pride. And you can buy a hat, a cool trucker hat outside of that. Mm -hmm. And that's our spiel. Enjoy the episode with no interruptions. Bye. (laughs) Hello, welcome. It's hard time. What's up, Bo? What's up, brother? Just here, ready to rip with a very special guest. Who do we got? Wow. Man of the weekend, really. And that's, you know, that's a poignant discussion. That's kind of why this episode is happening. Now, Mr. Sam Yarmouth, Triple B records, show promoter, record slanger, wax dealer,
1: hat maker
0: (laughs) welcome Uh, to the show
1: slot machine winner something you two have in common is that true
2: oh oh did i win on a slot machine with you Bo?
1: dude you won like thirty five hundred dollars or something at a gas station
2: oh yeah (laughs) in the middle of like texas
1: yeah Uh, and the lady was like i've never seen nobody doing that she was like that's
2: awesome congratulations and i just ended (laughs) going back in the uh the Fury Freedom Van, like, I just won, like, three grand. And they're like, cool, that's, like, what we're making on this entire tour. tour, <laughs> yeah. tour yeah. And I was like, sorry. In your face, motherfuckers. No second
0: press for you guys.
2: I love slots. Slots are very fun. Colin, Yeah, it's a slippery slope, but it's. A, Colin's it's got a, a problem. It's a big part of my life, you know. <laughs> well, I guess we got to hit the encore this weekend after the fest. Oh,
0: oh, before, after, mid, during, whatever you want to
2: do interviews. Oh, dude. At- I got a free room at the Encore in Boston on Sunday. They gave me a comp room. So I was like, that's wow. how I'm tapping off the weekend. Like,
1: oh, that's actually
0: awesome. You yeah, know how I, got- I know I'm a piece of shit at this point?
3: Hmm.
2: All
0: my Vegas stays are free now. Oh, that's pretty sick though. Like it's like sick room, but like that's dope though. It is dope, but it's like, I earned that by suffering.
2: <laughs> you know, I used to get a uh, comp at the, uh, The Mohegan Sun in Connecticut all the time. Like I had like they were like at one point, like you can come here whenever you want. Just literally go on the website and do like your free room request because I was going there and just playing so much poker like seven years ago.
0: I would say before I knew what a casino was, I knew what Mohegan Sun was.
1: It's a great spot. I'll never forget after um, we got robbed from the Luxor. Fuck the Luxor. Yeah. And they like, we were like talking to them to like try and like, okay, well, we got really fucked over. We're coming back to Vegas soon. Like at the end of the year, like, can we have a room? Like, can, can you do anything? And they were just like, nah, nah, sorry. the sorry. Lo-
0: Who stays? It's just to this day. My, answer, my yes, question yes, is no. who stays at the Luxor? The,
1: this you know? is what's stupid, Colin, because I know I've answered this for you. They have an extended lot. If you're driving mm, with a trailer. Right. Right. That was secured. It yeah. had a patrol. Totally. Should yeah, I know. Yeah. I obviously. The, it's funny
0: that the like the you the reason you stayed there is why you got robbed. That is one hundred percent correct.
1: But hey, <laughs> Sam. But Sam, how we doing, brother? What What year did Triple B
0: start? The label or the fest? The the label
2: first. Of oh. Uh the first record came out in February of '06. Uh, really. So- 17 years ago, almost. Yeah. How I old was I'm 17 years old. And I'm 34 now.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just turned 35. So I, I didn't realize we were the same age.
2: Yeah. Uh, You're actually uh, older
0: than him. Both. You're not the same age. A smidge. Just a smidge.
1: When do you turn
2: 35? Uh, June. June 6th. Coming right up. <laughs> right. <laughs> seven, seven months away. Seven <laughs> months away. It's right there.
0: So, what was the first record that, that trip triple B put out?
2: I did a split. Uh, it's funny. People like to be like friends of mine. They're like, "How does it feel that uh, Revelations' first release was the Warzone Lower East Side seven inch, and yours was a split with a band called Gack Attack?" Gack <laughs> Attack and this band Earthquake from uh circus. I used to trade records a lot when I was uh, in high school. I I was like a record nerd, and uh, the singer of Earthquake, I met him on uh, through like How's Your Edge? record trade lists. Dude, I loved
1: and, How's Your Edge.
2: Yeah, that was. A, yeah. Oh, dude. When I moved to Boston, I met the guy that started that website. Yeah. And I was like, you started How's Your Edge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, Brian Murphy, he's the man. But uh, still comes around, too. Uh, still Straight Edge also. Wow. There we go. So, so his, his edge is, edge well. is good. Yeah. good. <laughs> his edge is good. He would not be on the edge break list. Uh, I was, just, I would trade records with Sean from Earthquake. And I liked Earthquake. And he was like, we're trying to do this split. And I was like, well, I'm talking with the idea of starting a record label. So we just kind of like did that um i made 500 of them i gave each band 100 free copies and sold the rest for five dollars plus postage paid but i paid like eighteen hundred dollars for the seven inches so i just was i had no idea what i was
1: doing yeah you can argue i still don't know what
2: i'm doing but i real i was i remember my dad was like how much you saw these for and i was like five dollars plus postage paid he's like all right, whatever. I'm just not even going to try. Saying plus postage paid is
0: so funny. Dude, just, like, $5. And handling,
2: back. postage paid. Dude, <laughs> PPD. $5 PPD. That was like the thing, you know? <laughs> hmm.
1: Mail order. When I – I don't know if I've told this story before, but when I bought the sidewalk demo, I ordered it from John Caution directly. And it was like, send money to this – like my mailbox, like at my family home and I'll send you a demo, you know, was was how it started. I sent him coins taped to a piece of paper because I didn't have bills.
3: Oh, that's what
1: it's a true story. Like court, like nickels, nickels, quarters and dimes. I was very poor and I wanted a $5 demo taped to a piece of paper. Like just put them in a sock or something, you know? Well, then I would have to get a package. I just (laughs) wanted to drop an envelope (laughs) off. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I had stamps. Are you a
0: are you a Triple B alumni, Bo? In any way? No, I don't believe so. Wow,
2: are you? Haven't gotten a lot of Chicago in there for some reason. Nobody has. Wow. (laughs) There was one day like ten years ago, but I think that was it. Which band? Uh, Thought Crusade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought
1: Crusade was like T H O
2: T or. Uh, like thought, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, like sexy <sexiness>. guy. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was left not leftovers, but like um, ashes of expired youth. Yeah, uh, kind of. They and they were they awesome. were, they were fun a fun
2: cool band. They were fucking dope. Wow. Oh, I fun. did do a uh, I did a split when I was in high school. So I think it was like the third seven inch I ever did was Haunted Life and Make or Break.
1: Haunted Life was yeah. also turned. One of the dudes went on to be in Expired Youth. Not in Thakurse, but is currently in a band called Gatekeeper with James from Harm's Way. So it's so all. You've done plenty of Chicago, Sam. You just yeah, hate. You hate both. Yeah,
2: that's That's two, what it is. That's two out of. Uh, I just ordered uh, a new LP the other day. That's release number 179. Holy two out of 179. God. Wow. Fuck. That is a lot. Huge. Yeah, it's been a lot. Sam, let me
0: ask you something. I'm, I'm jumping in time a little bit because you said the label started in 2006. Yeah. In 2010, I think. You remember Uh, getting an email from me?
2: No, but I've had this conversation with so many people at this point. Like, like literally Malachi from Scout was like, "Yo, I, I emailed you the Scout stuff. And I was like, I don't remember that. I had no idea.
0: Do you? And that brings up a good question where when we talk to labels, a lot of the time they say that, like, they've never signed a single thing that was submitted to them, even though the whole gimmick is like send demos, especially you. Oh yeah, you got, you got that beautiful shirt with the Send demos shit on it. Have oh, you yeah. have you signed
2: a sent demo? Uh, not right off the bat, but like bands that like have sent me demos, I've later been like, "Hey, let's do something." Um, mm. None really that recent, uh, but I also haven't gotten demos in a long time. Yeah. Um, I'd say the Just, last time I got like a pure demo. Where I was like, I got to do this, was uh, this band demolition from Toronto in like 2013. That was a while ago. Yeah, I was like, I mean, 10 years years ago. Jesus. God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Harms, Chris emailed Bannon. That's how we got on Deathwish.
0: Is that true? Yeah. I emailed him too. I didn't get shit back. Well. The only label that (laughs) responded to me, this was for sleep therapy, by the way. I sent a cold email with like a mediafire link and a bunch of info. I think mediafire.
1: Nate, Holy shit.
0: Oh, mediafire was the goat era the of music.
1: Best era of music pirating.
0: Ever. Mediafire over Spotify all day. That
2: was it? <laughs> that was it dude?
0: <laughs> Metal archives mediafire just like like copying the URL and putting it in there. Yep. Day I've days of music from like the worst bands you've ever
2: heard <laughs> you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> the worst bands you've never heard. Uh, uh, Napal- have, uh, I have what? looked on like the email. Trash Talk hit me up in 06 Wow, fumbled that bag. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, fumbled that one. Uh, and then in two thousand seven, uh, Mammoth Grinder Chris Ulsh emailed oh, me. Really devastating. Really fumbled that one. Yeah. But
1: were you now when you started? Were you trying to be a specific kind of like hardcore or like a specific yeah. kind? Okay. Not
2: really. Like
1: I because I, I, I'm Mammoth to Trash Talk pretty like even those two that you fumbled are pretty yeah. different. You know what I mean? I,
2: I've always been like I grew up in Orlando in like my first show is two thousand two and like so that was like the UG records heyday. So like Black My Heart Until the End, Evergreen Terrace, Casey Jones, like yeah that was my yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of that little me going that <laughs> that was me, dude. At the social <laughs> and back, like that was me. But then, like, I don't know. I, I always had like love for like beat down bands and like hard stray edge bands, but I also like love you today and like yeah all the old shit. So, like, and in like 10th grade, I, I went to a CD store called Park FCDs and I would just, they had a huge UCD section. And I remember flipping through it and I saw a, they had every lost and found records bootleg in there known wow. to me. And I pulled out the side by side one. And yes. I, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then one of the greatest logos of all time—the oh.
1: guys. Yeah, you know what the thing is about that logo? The shoes are fucking huge. I if you did. look at that, if you pay attention to to the silhouette of the shoe, it's bigger than like their whole torso. They're
0: they're just like me for real. It's more for me to identify <laughs> with. You know.
1: Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Go on about Lost side the by
2: side. But yeah, I just like. I've always been like I like every iteration of hardcore. I like every different style of hardcore and I've always liked every different style. There's definitely been eras of the label where like the bands I was putting out were more like in like the Boston hardcore style, like Free Spirits, Rival Mob, stuff like that. And then like now people are like, Oh, Triple B's a beatdown label now because he just does gridiron and never ending game and three deep. And it's like, yeah, but like I don't
0: Those know. Those are like, three of a hundred and yeah, yeah think, things you think. Yeah.
2: There's a lot. There's like different styles and I just love every different style. And like I just always wanted to do stuff that I liked. And like one of the first Triple B releases was a like a goo goo doll style like rock band for uh one of the guys from Guns Up was in it. It was called wow, the first Guns. annual. And I was like, this is just good. So the first the first what? First and annual. And that sounds Nobody so bought it. Those <laughs> were going in mystery boxes until probably three years ago. Oh, <laughs> Mystery Shout boxes out. and hats, are the, is that your bread and butter to this day? No more mystery. I can't do mystery boxes because I don't have enough inventory to fill mystery boxes anymore. That's, that's a good great problem. problem. Yeah, It's that's a, a very problem. good problem to have. Uh, wow. Oh, but the dad hat, yeah, the hats are big.
0: That is like your 401ks in those fucking hats at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, the These sold 401,000
2: of them. <laughs> The hats the, the hats have, have done well for uh, the last like I think the first one I made was like twenty thirteen. So wow. ten years. Those have been very good. Uh and lately like the shoulder bags are people really like those too.
0: Mm. I'm wearing Colin. some I'm accidentally wearing triple B shorts right now. It's so amazing. People love the
2: shorts too. The shorts are Tom Dom. I bought Killed them full them. price, dude. Good
0: job, Tom Dom. Friend of the show.
2: Um Colin.
1: Yes, sir. What is the like, the harm's way killer was, like, the pentagram shirt, and then it was bull stuff. The bull stuff is... Yeah, yeah. What, what are the Twitching Tongues, God's Hates killers?
0: Twitching Tongues for, was the hockey jersey for a while. Oh, I remember we, the hockey jersey. We discovered oh, yeah. that brand of hockey jersey, you know, straight wow. up, like, found, ordered samples and found it, you know, yeah. and then other bands did it, and now it doesn't exist. Mm. God's Hate is the fucking shorts, man.
2: The all-over print ones? Oh, They're insane. Those are crazy. 7 Eleven uh, in Orlando rocking those like a week ago.
0: They're a very 7-Eleven <laughs> S very 7-Eleven. Like, hey, finish the job,
2: and I was like, this guy might kill me. Cause like, I don't
1: know. <laughs> it's like full- two o'clock <laughs> in the morning in the middle of Orlando. <laughs> it's
2: like I don't know
1: who this guy is. He probably knows who you are. Very, very 7 Eleven in Orlando. I, I don't get recognized very often, you know. I'm you know, dude, I got recognized today. Real quick shout out to the Mr. Brother outside of uh, Collectivo Coffee who knew me from the podcast.
2: Wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. Huge.
1: He he went on to say, and everything else. So he he's like in. You but know, mostly. But, but mostly right here. Mm-hmm. It's great. Huge. Shout out. Sam, w- was touring for you a thing that
2: came before or after Triple B? After, because I started Triple uh, B in high school, and I wasn't allowed to tour in high school. Okay. Uh, the first tour I did was... Winter of two thousand seven, going into two thousand eight, and that was my oh. freshman year of college.
1: So what? Um, yeah. Did you t- So we met because you tm'd a life and death. We may have met prior, but we got to know each other. Yeah. Because you tm'd a, a life and death
2: tour, and was it two thousand sixteen? Yeah, I did a great job. I crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being that, facetious. I, I was terrible. That was my <laughs> personal only tour managing job ever.
1: Dude, that was what a, was there to manage for you. What did you do? Uh, well, go ahead.
2: What did I do on that tour? Uh, awkwardly tell the promoters the guest list every night and having getting really annoyed looks and then uh, always making sure that my boy Martin had a water on top of his guitar head. He also
1: fun. he would put up our banner. Oh, that's huge job. Is It, it is yeah. actually huge a huge job because it's the worst. But we were playing, you know, Life and Death Tour was like six to eight bands, depending on where you were in the country. <laughs> And yeah. he's TMing everyone, figuring out like two drum kits total. He's figuring out all the all the money shit doing all the advancing and all the and then we're at like we're the direct support I think, and we're like, hey, could you uh maybe a banner would you mind and so we're when we're, we're playing like DIY spots we yeah. played a I'll never forget we were in Detroit, and you put up you had to like tape it to the wall like there was nothing. <laughs> to put it on to, he just had to tape it flush against the wall and it would yes, like fall while we were playing. And then while we're, there's a video of it while we're playing, he'd go back and put <laughs> That's he's great. A, he's a dude. That's, he's that's a above and
0: beyond as far as I'm concerned. A I warrior. earned every dollar
2: of my job on that tour. By
0: <laughs> I was always the, the TT banner tech, uh, especially on life and death with where I was, it was the twitching tongues. One would be in the front because we were earliest, Backtrack was behind us, so Chris Smith was the backtrack banner tech. So you can imagine he and I having a good time, him being like, "What what does banners uh, do?" You know, Bruce Banner. Uh, <laughs> and then Jordan Posner was the no warning <laughs> banner no, tech. No way. And he's the most neurotic fuck to ever live. So you can just imagine him at a DIY spot being like, "There's, I, 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 it's, there's nothing to do. I don't know what to do.
2: I just, I don't, I don't." <laughs> Banner
0: tech, dude. Big gig. I'm glad we finally addressed that. Dude. I, uh, the ba- I the booked that
2: like, is- in Boston, and I don't remember there being banners, but that's because the Elk Lodge was terrible at hanging up. We couldn't hang up banners at the Elks Lodge. Where was? The Cambridge oh. Elks Lodge upstairs. Yes. I remember on a now. school night.
0: I remember right. uh, Jessica Martin drinking like a 40 outside and COA being like, Jessica Martin, please <laughs> step off, off of the premises. This, right. this is an all-ages spot.
2: <laughs> it sounds right? Yeah. It's good. It's very good. RIP Elks Lodge. It's gone. Is it gone? I, yeah, it's gone. I, I heard it's gone. I, I stopped booking there because, like, they just were annoying to deal with. Um, is that in? Is, uh, what what town was that in? Cambridge. Oh, I don't think. It's directly ever. across the street from the Middle East. Oh, we Dude, never I can't wait there. to go there this weekend. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Sonia and
0: Sonia Middle East is, I heard Middle East has like been bought and sold 30 times. What's, what's the, kill the
2: rumors for me, would you? I, I actually talked to the guy that runs it now for the family. Like uh, he said that as of right now, they're not closing, but it could change and that it, 2023 could be the last year. What he the said, fuck? So he was like, in case that happens, let's just go balls out in 2023. He's like, anything you want to do, you wow. got it. Uh, That's pretty great, yeah. So it's awesome. So, like, if AHC next year could be like one of the last shows at the Middle East, if that happens, if not the last, if not the last, and if that's the case, then that I kind of said I'm gonna let AHC die with the Middle East. Wow, that's beautiful. I have nowhere else to even go, even if I wanted to, for the most part. Yeah, where else is there to play? There's the Brighton Elks Lodge, which is new. Uh, Doug from C4 found it. Um, uh, that's like a 300 cat, and it's an awesome space. They're super cool, so we have that. But for a 550, we have nowhere else. Like, mm. everywhere else is owned by Bowery or Live Nation. Motherfuckers, fuck yeah, them. yeah, big old fuck you.
1: Um, now, did you attend any? Like, I'm, I'm sure you attended many, but there was um, an America's Hardcore Fest. Fucking it has to have been over 10 years ago that like Integrity Headline. It was like their first time coming back. It was the first time in a long time. It wasn't in the city. It was pretty far out. Um, wrong Side played and they introed with like the the slap shot, like the march, the straight edge march and covered Last right songs. Was it the Great American Hardcore Fest?
2: Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah,
1: that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, oh, okay
2: that yeah, that was in oh
1: nine? Where was that? Because I've that never was... do, do you remember?
2: Yeah. It, oh yeah. It was in Revere at the uh one uh Wonderland ballroom or uh, Oh Revere. my god. Coblito, Coblito, that's what it's called.
1: Dude, sometimes you hear words that just like <laughs> unlock so much, you know. Did Revere just do that for you? No, 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 no. It was um it was 09 and rem- I, I just like remembering the day. At- oh, I'm sorry. I, I totally sidetracked this, but it was like a peak. Um, it was like a turning point for us because we were like going to talk to bridge nine at the time. Uh, and it was uh, like a big, you know, at the time it was like, oh, shit, like maybe bridge nine might be interested in harm's way kind of thing. And obviously nothing panned out, but it, it just like all of that suddenly, was is like into my brain.
2: That uh, if you so look at the that. lineup for that fest, I looked at it like probably a year ago. It's yeah. fucking crazy. It, it was amazing. It was every modern band except for
0: the two bands I was in.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> it was, <laughs> <that> was sick.
2: <laughs> like it was, Power it was Trip, in- title Fight, Bad Seed, Half Heart, Shipwreck, Integrity, Converge. It's fucking crazy. It's insane.
1: Ringworm. Yeah. yeah. It Ham- was awesome. Hammer Bros. Hammer- I, I was like really into beard. Hammer Bros
0: at the time. Dude, the Vitality. <laughs> Incredible. Crazy. crazy Was Skull Skull in Hammer Bros?
2: Did Skull what? Was Skull in Hammer Bros? I don't believe so. They played right after us.
1: Like, literally, like, as soon as we finished. I don't think he was in Hammer
0: Bros. I mean, I feel like I saw him with Hammer Bros, but I could just be lying. I'd be lying sometimes. He
1: probably filled in, I imagine, at some point. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so fest. you would let it, you would let it die. I just don't have anywhere else I can do it to the, where like what I want it to be in Boston. Now If like one of these stupid corporate <laughs> venues would like, let us do an all ages show with stage diving and not charge us $10,000. I would maybe consider it, but like, I yeah. just don't think that's quite the cards anymore.
1: That's a, that's a lesser of two evils kind of thing for sure. Yeah. Um, so. Have you done previous? Have you done this fest previously at the Middle East? Excuse my ignorance. I, I genuinely don't know. Uh,
2: so the fest first started as the Triple B Showcase, uh, and those were in Haverhill at Anchors Up, mm-hmm. uh, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Uh, then twenty thirteen, we did at President's Rock Club, which is Colin Coa's old club that he like managed, and then in twenty fourteen, moved it. It was for twenty fourteen till literally 2019 2019 was the first year where it was all at the middle east uh up until then it was a hybrid of the elks lodge across the street and the middle east so like friday night would be in the middle east then the matinee on saturday would be in the middle east and then the saturday night show would be the elks lodge in the big room and we would literally cart the back line across the street Mm. and like you'd have like you'd see like 10 hardcore kids just just like grabbing shit and like Carrying it over. That was like the way that they got into the show for free is that they helped us carry all the gear over. Huge. Very
3: cool. Yeah.
2: Sonya being
0: next door has got to be like, just Oh, a it's going to be thing. very chill. You got
2: multiple backlines or you, you need help carton. You need a couple strong boys to help you. We got, uh, I think actually we have a company backlining the cabs this year. Uh, but we're going to use our trusty uh, drum set that we've been using since 2014, every single year. Uh, that I bought off some like Wacko towny guy and it's got like a Gears <laughs> of War and like a Patriot sticker on the On like the The bass drum Perfect. It's fucking sick Yeah, uh, Perfect. yeah but Do you, what, yeah. do
1: you uh, Section off parking or like request parking Or is that just a fucking... It's a free for all baby oh, <laughs> And that's like that That venue is There's no parking
2: or parking. Parking.
0: Mm-hmm. parking for one I would say yeah, is is, right. uh, is reasonable there. Uh,
2: I like to tell bands for their first time playing aHC: take all your preconceived notions of fests and like convenience, and just throw it out the fucking window. Yeah, yeah it's a show. Getting, you it's get nothing at this it's one. Right. It's a bigger old... paid fat. You, it's just this is a this is simply like you're just doing it for the love, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <For this laughs> you get. To, I
0: mean, you cow. get the the privilege of eating at that McDonald's across the street. I mean, that's true. Truly, okay. one of the most legendary locations in the world. Which we will be doing. The oh yeah, walk up window, the late night walk up window, inside closed.
2: Went there a few months ago after uh, I went to a wedding. In the the wedding party was in the in the Middle East. It was awesome. <laughs> and afterwards, it didn't end till like two in the morning. We went, uh, my girlfriend and I went to that McDonald's across the street and got French fries, and they were ice cold. Oh, fuck wouldn't yeah. have had it any other way though. Just That's a perfect. little treat. The way it needs to Just be. a nice little ice cold treat. And she was so bummed. Let's go back <laughs> yeah. to uh, to Sam as a lad
0: touring fresh out of high school. Because you did some cool shit. Did a lot of tours.
1: Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. What'd you do? I, I don't know this about you.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the first tour I ever did was uh, it was like the Chris- every Christmas break when I was in college, I would do like that, like run of like post Christmas into the new year. Uh, the first one was oh seven oh eight. That was half heart foundation down to nothing. And then one of the first triple B bands, uh, called lie, lie and wait. They were from Texas, Texas. Yes. And then from, uh, the oh eight oh nine and 2010, I always went with foundation because I just met the foundation guys on that first tour. So I would always roll with foundation like every winter. Um, that was the first time I actually met like Dan Seeley was mm. uh, on one of those tours. We were both running, um, yeah, I did Europe with Half Heart in 09. I did South Africa with Half-Heart. Uh, you did I, that. You were there. I filmed that's my video. I filmed, that's your video no that I ripped. Fucking I, way. I filmed this, the school video. That was me. See? I filmed it. My favorite South
1: American or South African hardcore band you filmed? Yes.
2: I can't believe this it.
0: is this is what we call Hard lore. But that's right. <laughs> yeah, I filmed that.
2: <laughs>
0: wow! Wow! Did you design that shitty long sleeve that they wouldn't, they couldn't sell there? Absolutely
2: not. Right. It was ugly. Even like me, like back then, like I went from being like you gotta realize I went from being like a Florida like have heart like super fan to being like I'm rooting for them. This is like the coolest thing ever. And then like I even saw that long sleeve, I was like I wouldn't wear this shit, and I would wear like anything. <laughs> It was ugly. <laughs> it was really bad. Do you,
0: do you have any fond memories of, of touring with them or foundation early on?
2: Uh you any stories sorry,
0: from tour? Out? Oh, do uh,
2: yeah, you cut out. It a must bit.
0: be your internet. Mine is
2: flawed. no, I'm, it's my internet. Uh fond memories
0: of what? <laughs> any fond memories of touring with them early on or or uh foundation? Any stories
2: from tour for me? Uh I will say the foundation tour from oh nine into twenty ten was like uh, Dan and Josiah still like to say like that's the tour that Sam got corrupted. Mm. Uh, that was like the first time I ever like stole. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, they had sticky fingers.
1: Those those Atlanta boys. I'll tell you oh. what.
2: Those kids uh, god man, I
1: don't (laughs) want to put
0: him
2: on blast too much here. No, no,
1: no, of course not. I'm not saying anyone in particular, but that's when I
2: became aware was like oh, it was everybody, isn't that not even putting anybody on blast, it was everybody, myself included. But I remember like being like, Oh my god, it's this easy to like steal from the outlets. This is awesome. And then
3: Uh, yeah,
2: and then REI comes calling, huh? Were you part of that? No, (laughs) I was not part of that. You're not banned Uh, from REI. (laughs) <laughs> One of the guys in uh, on the tour, I won't say the name just in case, uh, had a grand plan of going to the North Face store and was like, all right, we're just going to pull the van up, have the doors open. I'm going to run in there and just grab as many jackets as possible, run out, jump in the van, we'd peel out. And that's we're like, that's so a terrible dumb. idea. They didn't do it, obviously, but...
0: <laughs> Like, they can oh. see you drive. They're like, okay, they got the yeah. plate.
1: <laughs> and that was well, when, like, mar- they had a maroon Ford really- E350. Yeah. <laughs> they had, what like, some, like, say?
2: very shitty old-timer-looking van. It's like, this sticks out like a sore thumb on the highway. Like, we Immediately not- identifiable. Shirts oh. flapping off the back.
1: A hundred percent.
2: Dry yeah. in the wind. That was a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of other... I mean, the, the Europe one with half Art was crazy because that was still to this day the longest tour I've ever done. That was like with Africa was like, I think, six or six and a half weeks total. Mm. Um, that's a long time. In Europe, that's like um, I have six months. With There's no a- AC in the van. Oh. In
0: Europe? In Europe. How no was that? A- Dude, day two, I would have been buying a gu- a European
2: musket. And holding it somebody said, I got a, friend in a picture. There's a really funny picture of like me. I think it's like me, Hudon, and Briggs, and all of us have our shirts off and we're just sweating in the back seat. And that I was just like, cool. man, tour is not as much fun as I thought it would be. Because uh, the summer before that, I did a full US with Half Art and Verse, and that was like the most fun in the world. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this is sick. Touring's awesome. But in
1: 2017, we did a European tour that started on a bus with Converge. Amazing. Yeah. And then like their, their run of the shows were done and we had, we had to, we went to do headlining shows in Europe with a a Hungarian band and we got into the, the sprinter, the same one that everyone, the one that we had every fucking time in there and day two, the AC broke and day three, we, we, we made them fix the AC. Yeah. That's not, it was, it was like, do this or we're not. We're
0: paying for a service, you know? Give me I,
1: the fucking service. You know what I'm saying? Two bands. It was the same as yeah. our tour, Colin. No AC.
0: But you and the band that was pretending to not speak English.
1: Because <laughs> that's funny.
0: That's well, the funny crazy thing for, we went from a European. A
1: bus to no AC. Yeah, we went from the first bus tour, like the most
2: comfort ever. Yeah, I would just go home. I'd be like, fuck this. I won't even like. We did a bus on the B Euro tour this summer. I I will only do a bus now. Wow. Yeah, it will ruin you. It'll spoil yeah. you for sure. Wait, who was on that? The B tour? Yeah, it was two legs. It was uh, the first. It was two weeks uh, with uh, four bands, and then two weeks with five bands. The first four bands were Barry, Dreams, Pain, a Truth, Three Need Deep, and Life's Question. That being in a
0: <laughs> bus is incredible. It was awesome. And then did you uh, finance that or did the, was it covered
2: by the shows? Uh Monster Energy financed it. Well, that's Beautiful. Fucking good. Beautiful. Shout out to uh shout, shout Be, out pos- possible friends report, of the show. Monster. Possible <laughs> friends of the show. And then I av- when we dropped them off, I flew out for the last week of that one just to kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. And then we dropped them off and we picked up my band Warfare played, uh Restraining Order, Magnitude, Dead Heat, and Magnitude. Magnitude t- played twice. Wait, did I say ma- <laughs> okay? Magnitude, dead heat, restraining or the fight, the fight, and the fights. Fight. Okay, yes, of course. The fight. the fight broke up apparently. So yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, but so you're blocking them out,
1: Colin? Do you know locking the the office the outtake of your your shoestring salesman? No. <laughs> or you're a yarn salesman? You know no. that one? I don't know. <laughs> you just did it to Sam. I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Magnitude played twice. Magnitude played. I mean, that's impressive of them, to be honest. That's a cool tour.
0: That just happened, right? About that was
2: June into July. Yeah.
1: Oh wow, that's awesome. I had no, I had no idea. I feel out of the loop. You've been we... there much
0: more
2: recently than we have.
3: Yeah.
1: Shows were are cool.
2: Uh, the bus is amazing. Oh, okay. Huge. The bus life in Europe is just too good. Sleeping. <laughs> yes I Sleeping vertically. Sleeping
1: horizontally. Waking up in a new city. Yeah. Oh,
2: can't the imagine. Only, uh, bad thing was none of we were playing such small venues that don't have buses usually they didn't have some of them didn't have the power the proper like power hookup to have the ac in the bus Mm -hmm. so there are some days where like yeah there's no ac in the bus so like just go dick around but that was like london so it's like okay whatever i'll just go hang Done that
0: anyway Um, yeah yeah yeah.
2: and the only hard part is some of those venues didn't have showers so we'd have to be like how are we gonna shower Mm -hmm. the all the uk venues we played none of them had a shower so, we were buying day gym passes to go shower in the gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it worked. We were just like switch code. Like, we would like just share the code to get in with everybody and people would go shower. And there were 24 hours. So, that helped. But yeah, just being able to like wake up and like roll out of my bunk. And then I just had Lumpy standing there. He's just like, Yo, you only won't get coffee. And then you just taking my- <laughs> <Just take him laughs> the lime scooter to go get coffee with the boys and like have the entire day to explore. It's so sick. They got limes in Europe too now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we were getting day yeah. passes in almost every city. It's like 10 euros for the entire day. So like you buy that, you just lime around all day. I think I would have the best time there now. Yeah. Oh, it's literally so much. Like I did a Euro tour in 2017 with Freedom and Fury. And that one was a rough one on a lot of different levels. Um, but, and I was like, after that, I was like, I don't think I need a to tour of Europe again. I just don't think I'm cut for it. Uh might be a little too old now, uh, but the bus changed everything. The bus was so sick. We already have next year's already like done pretty much. Like we're already like going to do it in a bus too. And I was like, fuck yeah, go. bus. Fuck yeah. Three weeks on the bus. Let's go. That's was, it cool, the, was it
1: the big red bus?
2: Yep. Yep.
1: That's like the sprinter, Colin. There's like, oh, were you like, ever in that big red bastard of a bus? I've only been on a bus one time.
0: And it was persistence with terror and uh who's on our bus? Terra Municipal Way or Iron Reagan? Iron Reagan and H two O maybe. Mm. But it uh, wasn't the
1: big red bitch. I don't think it was the big red one.
2: Was it a double decker? It was a double deck.
1: Yeah, double decker
2: so sick. Yeah, this one's
1: this the the red one's insane because the whole
2: top is twenty four bunks. Yep. We had every bunk filled on the second leg of that tour. Every <sighs> single one was filled. And on this next one, we're doing every single bunk is filled, too. All right. It's crazy. Awesome. On the first, like, Barry dreams of we had like eight empty ones.
1: Junk bunks. Love it. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Backpacks. Yeah.
0: Guitars and more, you know. <laughs> Goodies. Good for you, man. You got a torn coming up? You want to. Uh, are you are you eager to get back out there? Or are you kind of just like, I'll do this once a year?
2: Uh, I'll do weekends all day. Uh, C4, we do weekends because most of the guys are all career guys. So we can do weekends. We're doing a weekend. I'll just spoil it. Who cares? Uh, beginning of March with exhibition combust and burning Lord. Um, so that'll hit like, I think we're doing Boston, Hudson Valley, Toronto, and Buffalo. Nice. Um, That's going to go. That's like a record release, like weekend thing for the new exhibition LP that I'm putting out. Um, Is that announced yet? We announced like singles, but like it said LP coming soon, but it's going to drop probably in February. There you uh, go. Exhibition LP sick. So what yeah, is they're the, doing uh, real stuff.
1: Confirm or deny another rumor for me because I don't know anyone else who would know better. What is the turnaround time for vinyl right now for like an LP?
2: All right. This is a good question. So for most new labels, I've heard a year.
0: If I didn't have carpet here I would have done a spit take just
2: now've <laughs> uh, been wow. I've been hearing a year uh, I have with one of everybody uses the place in Prague yeah. GZ me whether it's through one of the one of the few brokers I do it uh, with one of those mm-hmm. brokers I get in 2023 they they press four thousand units a month for me no matter what so every month they have to press 4,000 things that I send through to them, whether it's a triple B release or a streets of hate release, or like, I mean, I do at this point, like,
0: do you doing days stuff?
2: I don't do days lumpy. I think, uh, I know one of the guys at A to Z. like, he's like, he even told me, he's like, I love lumpy. So I'm going to hook him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does his own. Um, but if he asked me to, I obviously would, mm-hmm. um, I do, I mainly do Streets of Hate. I do some stuff for From Within. Um, I'm doing one thing for Scheme now because Kyle hit me up and was like, "They're saying September 2023. Oh my uh, God. Can you help me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got you. Don't worry, I can get you in like May." Uh, oh, and then that's insane. Yeah, and then uh, I I just ordered something for Walking Out too, and I do and I did uh, something for Pop Um because I don't really have. I could fill 4,000 units with just me, but like, I don't know. It's like, that's a lot to fill. Yeah. yeah. You might as
0: well. It's like you, it's like you got season tickets for the Red Sox, you know? Exactly. You got it. You can't make the game. Yeah. Sure. wealth. yeah.
2: That's That's, one broker. The other broker wants me to give them my business. So they told me that they would give me three and a half to four months turn. Wow.
1: Wow. That's really good. Even normal time. Yeah, yeah.
2: huge. So wow. they were like, we'll give you three and a half after art approval. So if I, let's say if somebody was like, hey, can you order this LP for me? Here's everything. I could probably get in four months for them. Wow, I, That's crazy.
1: I wow. have been told that one of the reasons that Czechoslovakian plant is like one of the only plants that's used, especially in like. The niche market where it's like colored vinyl matters kind of a th- world is because the chemicals used for colored vinyl are extremely bad for the environment.
2: Oh, that that's probably true.
1: And yeah. laws are very lax there in regards to the environment. I think, so co- I mean, colored vinyl is like atrocious.
0: Isn't Pirates Press in Orange County?
2: No, that's where their office is.
0: Oh, is that?
2: They're a broker through GZ, just like every Okay, everyone. there we go. Yeah. Interesting. That's some hard lore. Mm-hmm. That's some hard lore. Yeah.
0: Destroying the world. Pirates is a not just a clever name.
2: You know? <laughs> uh the US plants just like I would love to use the US plants, but they just take too long. I can't wait. No band wants to wait nine months to release something.
0: I've done it. I just did it. It sucks.
2: Yeah, it's like not fucking fun.
0: What do you think of the Jack White plant? Do you use it? I've never
2: used it, but I don't know. I heard he like won't do stuff for majors, which
0: is cool. He won't. He just put out that press release that was like, like Sony. Anybody, please just open more plants. Yeah, yeah. Why is it. this my
2: job to
0: yeah. do? So yeah. that was cool. I
2: never yeah. asked them. To be fair, though, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. I hit up like, there's a plant in in Vermont called Burlington. Reco- it's like literally just Burlington Record. Burlington
1: Burlington Record. Oh.
2: Oh. But oh. they do awesome shit. Their shit looks so sick. Like they do they're all hand, done by hand. They're like all hand presses. Um, but their turn time is just way too long. That me. sounds like it would
0: be forever.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I think they you can only order a thousand units or something like that.
0: Get the and fuck out of here. And like Okay. What about when okay, second press? Yeah, I'll we'll have it in a year. Yeah.
2: I mean, hey, and,
1: and you can have a thousand. Yeah. If this
2: was like 2012, 2013, where I had to like beg to get 200 pre-orders and i'd be like i'm fucking rich uh i'd be like that works but now like people just buy so much stuff now that like i can't even we did do... we're at 5,000 MindForce mind force lps for new awards now wow that's huge wow and that's like i don't have a distributor i don't use like store distributor i do it all myself so that's Are like you
0: the shipping guy too
2: no i i outsource that i can't oh. do that yeah um between uh the no pressure LP, the Mindforce Force LP, and the Newfound Glory thing I did, uh like the repress, that there were like seven thousand outstanding vinyl orders in my store oh, okay. that needed to be shipped. Like right couldn't... now or there were. There were. They're all gone now. Nice They're all it. shipped out at this point. That's but like hard. in August, when all of them had been up for pre order, I looked at it was like seven thousand unshipped orders. Like this I couldn't even believe I had to do that myself.
1: How many people are part of Triple B, like officially as part of the operation, is it just zero?
2: It's
3: just me. Wow, yeah,
1: that's very impressive.
2: Hey, thanks. It's just it uh, you and
0: a, and a fulfillment
2: center. Yeah, the fulfillment center. They maintain the website. I don't have to do anything with that. I just send them like pictures of the stuff and like the info, and like they make it all. They schedule it all. Um, yeah, outsourcing the mail order was a huge bump. Um Run for cover was doing mine for a couple of years. The only reason I outsourced it to begin with in like 2018 was because I got a full-time office job mm. because the label wasn't making dick. So I was like, all right, I'm going to like be a I'm going to work at this giant tech company in like the middle of nowhere Massachusetts and then I got fired. Uh Oh, nice. oh no. So then the label had to make it, right? Well, it was funny like I got fired and like I I remember I called my dad I was like they just got fired, and he was like, "Well, you weren't really a good employee, were you?" I was like, "No, <laughs> thanks, Dad." Like, honestly, like I knew the jig was up because like I didn't really do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one day, I was working on I was working on a culture abuse tape layout that I was putting out uh, with Epitaph at my desk in my cubicle, and my boss walked up and she goes, "What's that?" And I was like, "Uh, tape layout for my record label." And She just went. Hmm, okay. And just walked away. I was like, I'm getting fired soon. 2 uh, weeks later. 2 weeks? It was like 2 weeks later I got fired. Well, that's nice. They give you a little time.
1: Colin, you ever been uh, fired? I've never been fired.
0: Like technically, but it was kind of mutual. Yeah, yeah. I
1: I've had one of those for sure. Yeah. It, even bacon. that is not fun.
2: No. Getting like fired is
1: It's it's one of the worst feelings. Even if you hate the job, it's like, fuck.
2: Yeah. I didn't really like the job, but I was like, oh, I got fired. Like, I suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a blow for sure. Moralizing. But
2: uh, yeah, my dad was like, why don't you just try doing your label like for real, like as an actual business and not just like to like break even. And maybe you don't have to have a boss because you're not the type of person that can have a boss. It seems like.
0: What did you change (laughs) in that instance to for that to work?
2: Right. Honestly, really nothing. It's just right then the mind force and the candy LPs came out Excalibur Uh, and good to feel came out and those like fucking popped. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh shit. I sold like a thousand of all of both of these, like immediately off the rip. Uh, yeah. And then right. So, you know, two years later, the pandemic happened, the pandemic really exploded everything. Crazy. No shit. Oh dude. The pandemic was like, it's really, really shitty to say. No, so, no, no, no. Sorry. It... sorry to anybody out there that was like horribly affected by the pandemic. The pandemic for me was an insane reset for the business in terms of like, it got people that didn't care about, I think it was actually a combination of like have our reuniting brought back a lot of people in the hardcore. I'm convinced. Um, that brought back a lot of people. Uh, cause my sales after that like started picking up like in the web store, just like, Oh, like people are buying like records and shit. Mm. Um, and even friends of mine who like hadn't been going to shows for like five or six years were like starting to come back a little bit, and then the pandemic, people were just so fucking bored, I think, and they were getting the stimulus check money, and they That's were just been buying shit.
3: Yeah.
0: It's uh, it's and uh, you know, being stuck inside, there's a, a, several generations in this two year span. Hardcore <laughs> generations are different than like people generations. yeah, you of know, course. Yeah. like trapped under ice has existed through. 10 hardcore generations at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and three have come and gone since the pandemic. So, those are three generations raised in hardcore years by Hate 5 Six videos. And they're all so excited. They're all so excited. And because everything's digital and visual, the physical goods are like uh, such a huge deal. So, owning yeah. a fucking hat from their record label Dude. is the best part of their week.
2: Yeah, we, uh, I knew things were changing in May of 2020. Tom Dom was like, Yo, you should make these bathing suits. And I was like, Those are so weird looking, but okay, we'll try them. And did 150 pairs, they sold out in like two hours. And that was when I was like, All right, this is weird. I don't think it's just records coming back. I think like people are just genuinely interested in everything again. Everything. Well, and we can, dude, we can attest crazy. to that.
0: i tell you what. Yeah, we didn't even talk about our fucking. The no. Happy Meal box that's the, flying. The,
1: the people are luring it. They really yeah. are it. They, they want, really want the Happy meal. meal.
0: They want the Happy Meal. Thank God. Thank they God. Want <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Um, available wow. now until next Monday. I, I, uh, it's it's interesting because that's like the opposite side of the coin for most bands. Not all bands, but most <laughs> bands. It's very interesting, and I and and I would consider my band on the opposite side of your coin. Because we just we we were fortunate enough to where like everything was kind of done anyway like record cycles and and blah 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 we only lost a couple tours but we've been dormant for a minute and things are are starting to change now so it's interesting to hear your like yeah it was it ended up being like a boon in the end like silver lining to obviously yeah. a terrible situation like that doesn't even need to be said but it's it's very interesting I didn't know that.
2: But it also made me kind of change uh, how I do things differently now. Like after that, I was kind of like, all right. I like I stopped doing recoup periods for my releases to pay bands royalties. Um, so now I just do 50-50 splits on the digital immediately. Like wow. no recoup at all. Because awesome. I'm like, everything does well. Like I'm one guy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a staff to pay. Uh, And I don't even, like, really pay myself a paycheck either. Um, I just literally charge most things in my life to the label thing because I can write those things off. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, it just was, like, fuck it. Like, the last two years have been crazy. Like, let's, like, I'm just going to switch it up a little bit. And, like, I mean, bands are stoked now. They're, like, cool. Like, just. That's how you keep bands, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's my digital doesn't like make a shitload of money, but it's just kind of like, so it's like, it's, you know, everybody's more excited. I feel like they're like, it pays the Spotify monthly
0: subscription bill. Huh?
2: Yeah. Okay. You're just like, let's go. All right, cool. And like, I have a new and the bane of my existence for like before, uh, was just sifting through like Excel. Like when you get like the statements from your digital distributor, it's literally like, thousands of pages because it's every track on every digital platform by the by like per stream essentially yeah so like and i now have to manually go through that and go all right mind force do all of it and then like try to figure it out but i'm i'm a dumbass by oh. you know my production company for years was called stupid Idea productions for a it reason was. i would mess it up all the time i have a new digital spot now that auto pays everybody every month they're 50 so like wow it's like every month, it's just boom, done. It. And like, I know it's 100% foolproof now. Like, wow. I can't fuck it up at all. Yeah, that's
0: huge. That's amazing. And, and I've heard, I've had firsthand accounts of this. I was just in New York and Harry from uh, No Pressure was like, yo, digital, game changer. You know? <laughs> so
1: clearly it's working. Bands are staying. and company is me for that.
0: And there you go. Exactly.
1: Yep. He knows. Sam, how would you say wh- – what is your opinion on how people are – like I agree with what you're saying about more people getting into it recently as like social media, TikTok, turnstile, half-heart coming back. You know, like stuff is kind of lifting everything up. But how are people, in your opinion, discovering the music itself? Like someone says like, oh, I saw th- this band. I really like them. How do I find more?
2: yeah. I don't know. And, like, what sucks is, like, I should have asked. We did a show in Boston, like, a month and a half ago. Like, a C4 local show, Headliner. And there were, like, five, like, 16-year-old kids that had looked like they had never been to a show there before. And, like, they came and, like, they paid and, like, they, like, had fun. I wish I asked them, like, how they found out about it all. Yeah. Um, I really think it's a lot of TikTok. Like, a lot of these, like, you got these, like, pretty girls dancing. Yeah singing tsunami. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like they just go, What is this? And then like, you know, a kid can go, I mean, if they're anything like how I was when I was their age, like and like Bo, you're like Colin, we all probably looked in the CD like, who are they thanking? Who oh. are they thanking? Yeah. Dude,
1: who are they thanking? The I, I I looked in the youth of today, I looked in Break Down the Walls, and they thanked like all of the bands I went on to love.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? So it like, was
1: like, first and foremost, Rabies and Warzone yeah. and yep. Youth Defense League. And it was just, oh, it's like, oh, okay. like
2: So you probably have these kids who are like seeing like, all right, this like hot girl with tattoos is dancing to Tsunami. Who's Tsunami? Then they like go to the Tsunami's Twitter and they see them like reposting stuff from like Never Ending Game or like right. Game Truth. And then through that, you know, they're probably just doing the digital version of like just – Looking through the thanks list, as they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the know, four, like like on the
0: bottom of the Spotify, there's the like for listeners. And that also, too, yeah. The, it's dog shit. It's
2: one of the most yeah, inaccurate. It's, bad. it's a very bad algorithm I've ever seen. Yeah, it is really bad. Um, I don't know if like the turnstile effect is as potent as some people will think, and I'm only going based on like uh Al Henry. I was he was on tour with Turnstile, like doing like the video stuff, and he was asking kids like, "How did you hear about Turnstile?" And all those kids were like. Oh, I just saw like footage of them playing a big fest on YouTube. Yeah. And like they don't know anything about any of the hardcore bands. Now they're very open minded though. Like Mm. I saw that turnstile tour in Orlando and Day by Day opened. Mm -hmm. And those kids were going buck for Day by Day.
3: Mm.
2: Like, and they had no idea who Day by Day was. So hopefully, like they went home and they're like, all right, what's this band? You know, in my head, I'm like, I hope they like kind of do like the. The thing that I did, like when I saw Complete Chaos for the first time at that show, I was like, I need to know everything. Yeah. yeah. And I'm that's the goal with, with,
0: with being in a, a band that big and putting bands like that on your show is like, oh, broaden the horizons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be the rising tide that Bo always fucking says every single week with the ships and the tides and the, tides I'm and the gonna, rising.
1: F- I'm gonna see you in two days and I'm gonna strangle you in your sleep. You're gonna try. You're gonna fail. I'm gonna get a key to your room.
0: You're not getting the key to the room.
2: Damn, you guys have separate rooms? You guys are yes. falling that hard. Absolutely. Sheesh. Uh... I, I
1: probably shouldn't have said that. I should have said, I'm gonna roll over in our shared double mattress. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna smother <laughs> you with my flat You're not gonna pillow. Be anywhere near me.
2: I'm technically on a business <laughs> trip right now, and the Airbnb we got, we all had our own room with our own bed, and I was like, This is fucking crazy. I thought I was gonna have to sleep on a fucking couch. Wow, yeah, dude. dude. I'm very
1: torn about Airbnb in general. It's dead, dude. I, Fuck I, Airbnbs. Which I think is like kind of a good thing because like there are – I know there's – there's. I live in, in a Eastern European neighborhood. Like mm. ethnically people from the Ukraine and Poland mostly live in my area. And they're are like old-ass buildings with old-ass landlords that are getting bought out. And then renovated and turned into Airbnbs. And these families can't live there anymore. Like, I see it. I see people, because I live by the train line, see people come with their suitcases all the time and like check, like get into their Airbnbs. And like, now that I know that I'm going to have to be leaving this place soon, I'm like, these motherfuckers. Because I see them every day. It's not their fault. No, it it, it isn't. So I'm very, I'm saying I'm very torn. It's you know it's weird to me to buy a building that could house six families, yeah, and then rent it out. a Couple and days not a week house anything, and not house, house families. families.
0: Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, it's but that whole Airbnb like business structure is is going to die. Good. Every day there's some new like viral Reddit post about an Airbnb owner being like, "What's going on?"
3: Yeah, yeah. Those I are- have no
0: <laughs> bookings. Those are great. and they they were created to. Because hotels were expensive, you know, right. it's like this was the alternative. And then they just became more expensive. And that, But then also you got to take the trash out and fucking feed the dog, you know.
2: Oh, God, dude. Fuck the rules that. are like crazy. They're like, Please- fuck the rules. Yeah. It's- I'm sick of following the rules. I'd rather know? stay in a no, hotel anyway. What was that, Sam? Sorry, Sam. No, there was one uh, that I rented. That they were like, oh, take the sheets off the bed when you're done. Fuck it's like, you. No,
0: Get I'm the fuck dude. out of here. And, and now hotels, like, are pr- priced a little bit more competitively because of Airbnb. So it's really just, there's no point. I mean, this was
2: 100 bucks a night, and I'm going to call you Marriott. Yeah, that's, Loving that's,
1: it. that's good. Is it one of the ones where, like, the downstairs is playing, like, club music? No, thank God. <laughs> Dude. What, Colin, we've never talked about Aloft or Aloft. I think it's Aloft, right? I think it's Aloft, too, but it's tied to Virgin Airlines. Aloft. I genuinely don't know how you pronounce it, but that's like my favorite hotel chain. In America Nice it too? It's one of them. It, it, it's nice. It's fancy. It's like ultra hip. There's a pool table and like snacks downstairs. Oh, dude. There's one in, in Louisville, right? I don't know. I think that we've
0: stayed there before around LDB and it was like unreal.
1: Yeah. They're, they're fucking fancy. They're very minimalist yeah. and like fancy. And they're they're just like, they're, I, I just like staying in them. You know what I mean?
0: That's where the...
1: Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we had a,
0: a fill-in drummer for the LDB the last time Twitching Tongues played. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I won't say your name. But And there were, Taylor stayed in the same room as him? Yeah. and <laughs> He goes on record to say it was like the most jizz he's ever seen on the floor of a shower. Just un, just still, just kept there, not rinsed or anything. It's <laughs> like,
2: oh, that's so dark. <laughs>
1: like the biggest load. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing in our shared room.
0: Thank God dude, that you're a liar. You know? thank God you for that. Up. Oh wait, no, you don't lie. I, I, you cannot lie and you cannot write a riff. That's, that's it. Thing, Those right? are the two things. That's right. <laughs> I only tell heroes. truth. <laughs> Those are them.
1: You I only riffs? tell tr- truths and play Metallica riffs. <laughs> you got riffs,
2: Sam? Uh, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> See, but and look what he's done. He's built an empire. It's true. I can play power chords. That's about it. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. The, the oh, Warfare okay. Doomsday LP is the uh, the most I can do musically was on that record. So yeah. there you go. It's all power chords except for the leads. Those are Justice. Justice spread all those. What uh, How'd you get into hardcore? uh kind of like how most people i feel like rs did like uh you meet like the kids that were like the skateboarder kids that listened to like rancid and stuff and then like through there i met like people my sister kind of got into like hardcore and shit and like she had a friend that like was dating this guy who was like really into hardcore and like he was like oh you like rancid you like operation ivy i'm gonna make you like a mix so you may make a mix with like Throwdown and like everything on it and uh shout out to that guy those old heads those
1: are they're the mvps for real
2: they're the real ones and like yo he took me to uh the first show i went to that was like like not like at the house of blues or something like that was a uh, dillinger escape plan mastodon norma Jean show in 2002 wow wow and i was like at the time i was like norma Jean. i was like this was that's fucking awesome Dillinger, awesome Mastodon, boring as fuck. Now I'm like Mastodon's shit. Uh, yeah. Dillinger's cool. Uh, Norma Jean, I will not listen to. But uh, <laughs> the the show that really hooked me was the summer of twenty. That was December t- 2002, uh, July of 2003. That guy took me to a show at Will's Pub in Orlando that was throw down Every time I die in terror, fuck, and that'll do it. I want to see. Throwdown. I was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah. throwdown, let's go!" Um, uh, but he, w- I remember, he was like, "We got to get there early to see this band opening. They're called Terror. Everybody's saying that they're having like the craziest sets, and they're saying it's awesome. So we got to go see it." And holy shit, legendary. That was the one. That I was like, I saw that. It was like the most, you know, like the room exploded for Terror, and like, I'd say half the room left after that. Wow, wow! People were there just to see Terror, and yeah, they've been yeah. a band for a year. Or yeah. something, right. The, wow. I mean, the, the I first time on CD at the merch table that night, Fuck, that was like, I, that was when I was like, holy shit, you can have hard and fast in the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. The first time
1: uh, terror played Chicago, it was before I was into hardcore at all, but it was like an infamous, um, like a Jim's Grime, Jim Grimes birthday show and follow boy played because they hadn't broke yet and terror played. It was like the first time terror made like came to Chicago. And like, it's like a, le- it's like an infamous, there's like video of it, blah, blah, blah. It's like an infamous thing. But I, re- I, sh- I got into hardcore like shortly thereafter. And I remember it-, it that was like a literal, like hard lore like, like a myth of like, Oh man, you should have seen that. him a year ago, man. Yeah. You know,
2: boy and tear. Yeah.
1: yeah. Dude. Is there, um, a, bu- is there a more gate? Like there's like gateway drug is like a concept of marijuana getting you into blah, blah, blah. Is there a more gateway record than an outcome? The wolves.
2: Probably not for me. That was like the one for me. Like for- it it wasn't for me, Colin. Yeah. I'm not even saying it was for you me. Mean like objectively to
0: other people.
1: I'm thinking objectively like this. There's this thing that you could get in Best Buy or right. Hot Topic at, at fucking anywhere when it came out and it was everywhere. I mean, that might
0: have been the the Brody King gateway. So that's a good point.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was
0: his shit. Not even nothing like what he's into
2: now. No.
3: That was like the
2: first record I heard from like the the skateboarders at my school was like. uh, Yeah. And Operation Ivy. Uh, Those were like the two big ones. But like like
1: that makes total
2: sense. You know, still an amazing record. Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: I saw them at Rye Fest play the whole record.
2: Uh, Rancid's like the one band I feel like if I ever did anything for Rancid and I had like the Triple B Center logo with like the Rancid logo, I, I don't think I could ever peak. I, I don't think I could get any better than that. That might just be that would have to be like the last thing I ever did if I ever got to do anything for Rancid. I just don't think there's anything else like that I could do. Um, you know I'll are really- we're, we we're I'm re-releasing Lowest of the Low next year. Fuck uh. yeah. So that's like the real, that's a real full circle moment for me. Very much so, right. yeah. Uh, triple B, lowest of the low. Lowest of the low. Unbelievable. I had, I had <laughs> lowest
1: of the low on a 10 inch, and I lost Ugh. it. I lost it. The worst format. It was like a European 10 inch. I hate 10 inches. Yellow, 10 inches. Well, and black 10 splatter. 10
0: it was so cool, dude. My whole thing is so. I don't even show my records are in the closet because of 10 inches. <laughs> don't Man. even look at them. <laughs>
2: They I don't even own a ten inch anymore. I What's, the, for you?
0: What's the problem? I think What's I the beef? They fuck your. You got five of them, and it fucks up the arrangement of the whole thing. Oh, they're I ugly. They're you. hideous. I see what you're saying. Just put Did them into a different... look, They look stupid. Yeah. Make it twelve. <laughs> just make it. Two. You think you're so cool? Same price to press it, pretty much. Just just do the extra two inches. Yeah. What is the difference?
1: Yeah. Please? They they like don't they lose the money? Exam
0: oh <laughs> uh, so yeah wow so you're just I like i mm-hmm, yeah
2: it's
1: just like a thing
2: but uh i've never actually looked into it because even like uh in 2006 i was like i'm never doing a 10 inch my man and only the only band that ever asked to do a 10 inch was fire and ice and i said no <laughs> 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 they're, like, sorry. A i was like no we'll do two seven inches instead and they're like okay that works which yeah. which fire and ice thing did you put out uh, so they rec- I did the Gods and Devils seven inch and the Breathe seven inch, both of which uh, they record them at the exact same time. Gods and-, and Devils, yeah, has
0: always been so funny to me. The uh, artwork's pretty funny on that one. Gods, plural of you know multiple gods. Understand? Devils,
1: yeah, not not demons. <laughs> not demons is so funny. <laughs> it's like saying j- Jesus's and. That's amazing. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought Uh, of that. Yeah,
2: they record both seven inches at the same time, and they're like, why don't we do a 10-inch instead? I was like, no, let's just do two seven inches. I don't. Yeah, that's cool.
1: I mean, that that is cooler. I can't argue with that.
2: And then we ended up taking all those songs, and then they were on the first uh, America's Hardcore Comp I did, and we did those 10 total tracks and put it on a 12-inch later. But, yeah, I don't – I don't want to do a 10 inch ever. No thanks.
1: Dude, comps are another thing of the past that have obviously been replaced by a Spotify playlists and shit like that. Like which I get it. But comps were fucking huge. Sam's keeping them alive, brother. Dude. Trying. Very uh, yeah, I, I know it's like it's I'm sure it's tough, but like I got into there was the organized crime records comp and it had every Chicago band and then like weird affiliated bands and it was just like instrumental into getting into
2: music. Punkorama comps.
1: Dude. Yeah. yeah. Those victory
2: victory dude. style were the ones that uh the victory yeah, ones they, too. There were, were the a lot of household. them, dude. They were huge. Punkorama. Um, wow. Yeah, their comps are kind of dead for the most part. I I still do the America's hardcore ones just for fun. Uh Carter with From Within, he's been doing one Unity ones. Yeah, that yeah. one is cool. They're cool as hell. Um
1: Yeah, I well, I I feel like too like the people who know and I'm not even trying to sound like gatekeeper E, but like the this is Boston, not LA, like mm-hmm. when when you look back at it, it's just like it's a cool thing.
2: Oh yeah. You know, like it's it's just like a sick vibe. The New but York now What, was, it's what like, was the New York one? They had the Together comp on the seven inch and then Damn. they had uh the New York hardcore 12 inch one. Incredible. There, you yeah. know, just like yeah. the coolest shit. No, what was the other one with the cool name? Generations. Was it Generations? Generations was the rev one in like the mid 2000s that Bob Shed helped put out. With like, like, there's another one, I'm thinking. There's a ton of bands on it. Oh, oh. Where are the Wild Things Are? Where are the Wild
0: Things oh, Are. Oh, yeah, dude. That's, 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 a yeah. that's a good one, too. Yeah, that's a great one.
2: That's a good one, too. Cops are awesome. Shit. They're just like, they're a pain in the ass to put together because you're hounding like 15 <laughs> bands
3: with
2: is. And like I can't even talk shit. My own, I had to drop my own band from the last one I did because we fucking <laughs> <couldn't record> it.
0: <laughs> well, and as the label guy now, it's like you gotta kind of you gotta pay for all those recordings. Yeah, they well, all gotta. But, they all sound very different
2: a lot of the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, they do. Um, the deal with those is that's kind of like the uh, where it's just like, all right, you can keep your digital if you pay for your own recording, kind right. of thing just upload it yourself. But, uh, most of the bands just don't even care. Like the AHC comps are like, everybody knows what it is. Like yeah. they know, like this is just to do it for fun. Just to like have it out there. Sure. Uh, which I'm sure they
1: were back in the day
2: too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right.
1: So it's just like, it's promotional. It's, it's a great, cool, yeah, it's a
2: great, it's a very cool thing.
1: I, I've always been into that.
2: Uh But yeah, uh, Carter keeping them alive. Like, I didn't even know what From Within was until uh, I saw the first one in Unity. I was like, what is this? Somebody actually did a comp, and he did it on a CD. And I remember, like, I think I texted Bob Wilson because I knew he was friends with, like, the dude. Like, I heard he was friends with him. And I was like, tell that kid he's got to put it on a 12-inch because, like, CDs suck. And he was like, he doesn't want to do it. It's too much money. I was like, I'll I'll bankroll it. I'll make sure he doesn't lose money. Just tell me he needs to do a 12-inch. So, is that
0: Sig? Hmm? Is that the guy Sig? Is that his name?
2: His name's Carter. He's from Pensacola. Or but he, did he, he used to Pensacola. go by Sig. No, he doesn't go by Sig. You gotta I, let Sig go, dude. I feel like Sig. <laughs> it's, is, not, it's not I feel like
0: he's Sig, man.
2: Nah. Was he? Carter. Did he
0: tour with Malice of the Palace? Yeah, I think so. Actually, his name is literally Sig. Just so you know. Oh, him? Yeah, it's Sig. That's Sig Carter. Yes. He was a young young cat on the Disharmony tour. I'm I'm texting That's him right, right now asking, "Did they used to call you Sig?" Did they used to call you Sig? Confirm or deny. You got not a Sig. brother named Sig? <laughs> you really do. You look like him. You really uh, do, man. I didn't <laughs> know like, about that comp and then and I was and then I was on it. Uh what, the what was of on it? Truth song? The Pain of Truth song that sang. Oh, right, right, right. So, so yeah, he, he
2: I, I convinced him to do a twelve inch. I was like, yo, just do a twelve inch. Like you won't lose money, trust me. I'll I'll do an exclusive triple B color. Literally, he sold out in like one day. Fuck yeah. And I hit and I he I was like, he was like, damn, I sold out. I was like, You realize you did with your first vinyl release? Well, it took me like a decade to do a triple B. Yeah. yeah. I never sold out of anything that fast. Did the volume two sell out as fast? Do you know? I have like four copies literally
0: left of it,
1: but he made double the amount. He made a Um, thousand of
0: those. Wow. And
1: four left. Huge. Dude, that's another thing that I often wonder about. Like, like the old, like, like, like schism, like the first few schism records. Like, did they realize like, Oh, this shit is selling really fast. Or like the, the early rev records, because I know that it did. And it's like really hard to find now, but like, did they know they had lightning in a bottle at the time? versus you know what i mean like
0: in their own world i'm sure they were like hey this is working cool
1: probably But took it was still 100%. not
0: yeah Realize it's it. mail order at that time right right yeah fucking sucks yeah fuck. so they probably selling so much that they're like fuck this sucks I mail all these <laughs>
2: I
1: mean, you know I mean, how these were suck or like discord yeah. cuz like discord was all diy obviously famously like did they know? Like, man, these first six, seven inches are like flying. No, it's so crazy. You
0: don't know something is legendary till way later. Mm.
1: Not even that it's legendary, but you have metric proof that something. If yeah, they're is making moving.
0: money from a record label, I'm sure you're happy about it.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. If you're not losing your ass, you're
0: trust me, you're happy. You're winning, yeah. yeah.
2: You would know, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Good. Been I'm glad you
0: have your ass. You know, that's yeah. that should be the goal. It's important. I'm very
2: thankful for, you know, not going wood. I hope it can yeah. continue as long as possible, but very thankful. I knocked on some too, so no worries. You're
0: good. You're double wooded. <laughs> I'm double. <laughs> Let me ask you do you have a, I know this is kind of unfair because it's like choosing between all of your children, but do you have like a, a triple B Mount Rushmore?
3: Ooh.
0: In terms of like, the found the structure of Triple B kind of the the reason it can
2: sustain itself to this day? Uh I would say, yeah, I think so. Um I'll go with how many presents are on <laughs> four or five. Four? Four. four. Okay. Uh I'd say a big turning point was the Fury LP I did. That was a big one. Big uh, record. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, I'll say I'd say Fury, definitely Mind Force. Mind Force is the 100% biggest band that has ever been on the label. Wow. Like, they have they have crushed everything in its path wow. uh, very ferociously. Uh, them Freedom based on uh, the records did great. That was a really fun era and also like I'm just really close with those guys still. Mm-hmm. Uh, through Freedom gave never ending game and arguably too gridiron you could say in a way um freedom fury mind force and then i say number four um i'm gonna go with people might be surprised by this but this was a big turning point for the label in 2011 i'm gonna go with dead end path wow really the first full-length lp i ever put out First full length LPA I ever put out. The first band I toured with for months on end. Wow. I toured with them in Europe. I, I, we toured with them in Europe.
1: I didn't realize that their LP came out on triple B.
2: Yeah. The first one came out blind faith in 2011, came out on triple B. And after I graduated college and then two days later we did the, the title fight shed tour. Wow. And then after that we did like, I think I went on like two other full us tours with them. Um, and I'm still like, I just talked to Foose the other day, like, uh, so I I had to give it to them. They were like, they were the first like proper LP I ever put out, like you know, ten songs from a band on a CD on a on it's an a big LP. deal,
1: yeah.
2: Like, yeah, that was because like, before that I had done like a twelve inch EP, the first A.H.C. comp, and then just a fuckload of seven inches, yeah, like all seven inches. Um, but there are other ones like Free Spirit was a big one for me too. Like that was. I like, was going to say no Boston on the Triple B Mount Rushmore. The council might. be a I could to. argue that Dead End Path and Free Spirit were one and the same because at the time, Dead End Path and Free Spirit, a lot of people don't realize it. They did a lot of stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a bunch of tours and weekends together, and like they were kind of like brother bands at the time. Um, but yeah, Boston. Like I'm trying to think of other Boston bands that there's obviously been a lot of Boston bands I like, put out, but that like made like a huge, that like helped everybody in a way helped build to what it is. Sure. Yeah. But like, okay. How about this? I would say Boston? I've, I signed a lot of like demo Boston bands and did seven inches for them. That did literally nothing after <laughs> okay. Boston accounts for the most demo, like first slash, like first seven inches that went mystery boxes. And like, I love every single one of them <laughs> just as much as the rest. Like, Because a lot of those guys, I mean, one of them was this band Take Control, who's like half of C Four now, and Mm -hmm. who are like some of my closest friends that I have. So, Mm. Um, everything happens for a reason, as they say. Of
1: course. Then how about let's get the Mount Rushmore of Boston hardcore bands? Period. Wow. Period. uh, Yeah, not not necessarily not necessarily affiliated with the label at all, but in general, because like for a long time. I considered like the early '80s Boston stuff like my favorite hardcore oh, that man.
2: existed.
0: Yeah, all right. I mean, it's Blood for Blood is George Washington on the on the Mount Rushmore. Well, Blood for Blood is
2: a, I, I was gonna say Blood for Blood is one. Yeah. Uh, SSD. I'm gonna do just like different eras. I'm gonna go. Yeah, back yeah, yeah.
1: You could do '80s, '90s, 2000s, 2010 beyond.
2: You know, I'm gonna do that. All right, '80s, you got SSD. '90s, you got Blood for Blood. Yeah, two thousands. I hate giving love to have heart because I know Pat's gonna go. Yeah, just do Uh, it. It's but but it's the only. What can you do? Their shows were undeniably the most fun and craziest. Uh, They just drew ten fucking thousand people. Yeah, close second to me though personally because they were a huge band uh, when I moved to Boston, took me under their wing. uh, Shipwreck. I did a lot of shipwreck tours when I was in college.
1: Um, It's interesting to skip. And, and I understand that Half Heart's the answer, but it's interesting to skip like lock locking out of that era
2: was like Oh, don't get me wrong, like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't get <laughs> me wrong. You know. <laughs> but uh, of Have Heart is... was, one of the, was still one of the coolest shows I ever saw in Florida, like on the Planet Mental tour. Um mm-hmm. I obviously love all the locking out stuff. Um Twenty Tens. Oh god, there's so fucking many awesome bands in twenty tens uh i can't even say step four because there was uh that was, they started in 06 uh mm. i can't say no tolerance either that was 09 oh shit but the no tolerance demo is the best boston hardcore demo ever oh think it's so? so fucking good I, wow the boston the the no tolerance demo is the best boston hardcore demo ever i i would i love that take yeah what's better Nothing. Yeah, no, I got nothing. I'm sorry. Me. And like, not to disrespect anybody, but
0: that demo is just
2: flawless. It's so good. I
0: don't think that's disrespectful because that's like the no tolerance demo is like a bunch of hardcore craftsmen <laughs> coming together as like, it's like it was a
2: finished product out of the gate because of the years of experience between it all. It's literally the best. And like, even the no tolerance seven inch is like one of the best seven inches yeah. of all time. That whole like and crew wrote some of the best like LP-wise, like, the LPs are cool, but, like, 7-inch-wise, like, they wrote the best 7-inches of, like, I could, you could put up against most, any hardcore generation. First F4, 7-inch Waste Management. Um, All right, but I digress. On the Mount Rushmore of Boston Hardcore, the 2010 slot. I'm going to give it to the rival mob, I think. Yeah, that's fair. If that counts. That I'm going to give it to Scrabble Mob because the Hardcore for Hardcore 7 came out in 2010, and that's one of the best Boston Hardcore 7 inches. That's, that's a pretty, pretty good list. That 7 is flawless. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot, man. Boston's got a lot of awesome bands. And like, Converge, there's a lot of awesome bands you know? that I didn't yeah. even get to put out. Yeah, y- yeah, yeah. You're not even touching on
1: it. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it doesn't even really, like, how. Just look like,
2: at DFJ's repertoire, his his resume. Yeah, seriously, yeah. the he has he's in every amazing band.
0: That's he, a couple monuments all to itself, you know. Yeah, that's he's got Rushmore, uh, Niagara, <laughs> etc.
1: Giza. Yeah,
2: yeah. Between like him and Skeet, like, those two pools have written like some of the best like records, songs in hardcore like ever. I could you could argue. Just like the two of them are like powerhouses, they're just so good at it. Uh, yeah, I would do anything to get another no tolerance. Oh, oh man, I forgot. About, I, I forgot about Rampage. But you could argue that they're Providence. So yeah, yeah, kid. On, on the Mount Rushmore of a uh, Rhode Island, it's just Rampage four times. It's just Rampage. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's Rampage four times. Very fair.
0: Are there any? This might get sensitive. You know. Let's go. Are there any bands? Maybe that you wanted a sign or that slipped away that you have some feelings about to this day. That you wanna talk. We don't have to talk about this, obviously.
1: I'm trying to
2: think. No You don't even uh, have
1: to say who it was. You could just yeah, say yeah. that yeah, there was a situation.
2: There's a lot of those older like the Boston bands from like the no tolerance crew, like and like, you know, like like not DFJ in particular, but like, you know, like the whole like painkiller kind of crew mm-hmm. where like, don't get me wrong. I'm friends with those guys. They've been nothing but supportive. Um, and, like, they're, like, you know, I call them friends. But, like, you know, if I, like I they wouldn't want to do a record on Triple E. Just because it's, like, different, too different from, like, what they're, like, into for the most part. Which, like, I respect because when I at least ask them, that's what they're, like, I'm going to get you to you straight. I like you. Like, there was one band in particular I asked to be on an AHC company that, and he was, like, who else is on it? And I said, who else was on it? He goes, I'll be real with you, man. I like you, you're a great guy. I don't like those bands though, so I don't want to be honest. But like interesting. I respect it. I'm like Absolutely. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and like so there's a lot it's like a r- a lot that's a rare thing. honesty too, you know? Oh yeah. And like I respect like the honesty and just being like, eh, you know, just not my thing. Um, so there's like a lot of those bands where I'd be like, man, like I would love to do a record for those bands, but I just know they wouldn't do it. Right. Um lately though, like, no, like if I, there's a band that I want and like they go somewhere else, like I understand why. Hmm. And like, I try not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. And like, lately I've gotten better about not taking it personally. Cause I know it's not actually personal. It's just, sure. you know, just uh, like My when Fury signed so to run for cover, they, that wasn't, they were like, you know, we've been putting records out with you, with our band, with this band, other bands for years. We want to try, we just want to see what's like with a different label. Mm-hmm. Nothing <laughs> personal. And like, Those are my boys still. I love them. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't take away what you did with them. Of course not. No, it's just like they want to try. And I respect people wanting to try something new to like it build their craft more. I get it. Yeah. And that's that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Like, um, what's the fucking
0: European label that put out uh, the first Avenged Sevenfold thing?
2: Oh, I don't Uh, even know.
0: The big like a hate thousand label put that out. Oh, wow. Like a Belgian hardcore record put that. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. But that, like, funded five other things. And right. now he gets paid forever for that because they popped off. So, like, a band leaving your label to go to a, a quote-unquote bigger label only yeah. is going to help the back catalog over time. It's true. So that's you. It's a
2: win-win kind of.
1: That yeah. That's a good way to think about it.
2: Very <laughs> sweet. I'm all about just, hey, you know, just everybody, as long as everybody's like above board with everything and like, you know, I'm fine. Then I'm, I don't take it personally. Uh, Carter responded. He said, I said, it, did your nickname used to be Sig?" And he goes, it still is brother LMAO. So yeah. <laughs> you thought I was insane.
0: I don't know. The man's <laughs> name is Sig Sam.
2: <laughs> I had no idea. I, I just know that. him as like this, like straight edge kid from Pensacola. Well, I
0: know him as Sig I'm the Spin kidding. Kicker. Okay? It still is, brother. That's that was a great answer, Sig. Shout really, out to Sig. Really good response. I mean, I'm just from refined within. with hell oh, yeah. He'll be surprised when
2: he, if he listens to this. Yes, he will.
0: <laughs> when he doesn't hear this, he'll
3: really,
2: <laughs> he'll be blown away. I, I do. Uh, I love. So I don't. I'm not like a huge podcast guy, but uh, I actually do listen to every hard war because. You guys uh, talk about things that are I, that I find interesting, like going on tour and fast food. Um, well,
0: let's what a transition. Let's so. go. Oh, <laughs>
2: oh, oh, but I was gonna give a shout out to the From Within Records podcast. Uh, I'm a big fan because it's just three dipshits talking about hardcore, which is
1: that's great. Near and dear.
2: think... because me in my normal life, I'm just a dipshit that likes to talk about hardcore. So absolutely, I love that's the why From we Within are doing this podcast. I'm glad they brought it back, but. Oh yeah, didn't know that was a Good thing. Man. Shout I'm a, out to I'm a real fast food man,
1: so you know. Are you? Uh, I'm assuming that you're not vegetarian or anything, man.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah, great answer, Sam. So
1: Absolutely. let's hit let's let's hit you with the golden the golden arches question.
2: Okay. <laughs> Being- this, is, this is where you you guys might be disappointed, but let's go. No, no, no.
1: no, no. It's there's all only, walks of life are welcome. There's here. only one wrong answer. That's <laughs>
0: okay. true. That is quite true. You're
1: driving down the highway. There's a sign that's got everything. It's a mystical place. Every, every fast food place, every uh, – what was – what did uh, what did Seb call it? Accelerated
2: oh, cuisine. Uh, accelerated, accelerated cuisine. Cuisines. Literally
1: the best thing I've ever heard in my incredible Genius. So it's got all of those and then all of, like actual fast food. Yeah. What's the one where you're like – we're gonna be cutting it close, but I gotta eat like we're Got going it, gotta exit, fellas, where I veer off the highway
2: and go, yep, this is the gas stop, yeah, uh, yeah, this is it, yep,
1: this is every stop for the rest of the drive,
2: honestly man, waffle house is that for me oh wow. the time, I don't know if that counts though,
0: oh, it before, absolutely but, counts, yeah, but the time of day, you know.
2: You right. can't eat we'll Waffle House down.
0: before 11 p.m. That's true. <laughs> All right.
2: So if it's an all-night drive and I see a Waffle House, I'm in, I'm stopping no matter what. Also, Fair. I, I should note that uh, this hotel I'm staying at in Richmond near the airport has a Waffle House one block that way and a Waffle House that way. You oh. can see the signs from the other Waffle Houses. How do you decide? I don't know. You should go I, to
0: the Yelp and go to the worst-reviewed one
1: because yeah. that's oh, going to be the better. That's going to be Dumb, the best. Doubly blessed. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so it's it's 2 p.m. Here,
2: oh 2 p.m. God. All right. Uh if I'm on the West Coast, Dell No, 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 no. This oh, oh this has it all. It's a yeah.
1: mystical place. A mystical place. It's got oh. everything. The sign is
2: doesn't end. Exists in the end fucking land end. of Nod, kid. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I'd probably go with the Dell because uh, I don't get number the Del one. very often.
1: I I totally get that, and I I hold Dell very highly as well for the same reason. Wow!
2: Because I can get a cheeseburger and a taco.
1: You can,
0: and they're both good. It's, you know, I, the the Pit Studio, which is also like the house I grew up in in high school, is between two Del Tacos. Oh, that's like, yeah, like comically close. You know, yeah. yeah, like they have to be competing in some way. So I just never think about it as an option.
2: I will I'm say though I do like I love In and Out. I'm an in and out lover. I get a 4 by 4 every time I go. Wow.
0: Good. Good.
2: Yep. I get a 4 by 4 every time. I love it. I like the fries even, even though they're controversial. I love them. The fries uh, are great, fit. Sam. If you uh, don't
0: like the fries, you don't like potatoes, and therefore you're not Irish, and therefore you can't live in Boston. They're not like uh. the best fries, but they're different, and that's why I like them. It's a real fry. You know, I don't, they're not French to me. They're just fries. They're just fries. <laughs> and that's why I like them. That's a, I kind
1: of like that, actually. You know, OK.
2: The other day uh, well, last weekend, I was in Tulsa for Act Like You Know Fest. And uh for the first time peak, since the pandemic, I got uh, Whataburger. What'd you think? Oh, I mean, I love Whataburger. Oh, OK. Since the pandemic. OK. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, Whataburger, gotcha. when Fury, when I would go on tour with Fury and we would go to Texas, we ate that every day. Like, I, every day after the show, Alfredo, I'd be like, yo, where should we go? And Alfredo would be like, honestly, bro, let's just go back to Whataburger. <laughs> and everybody would unanimously, unanimously just be like, yeah, let's just go.
0: They got a big menu. I love it, dude. It's You so can good. do something different every day. We just went and we filmed it. It's going to be coming out soon.
1: I, eat, I think I'm a convert. I really do. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day, Colin. I was just thinking about, like, oh, I need to eat. and And just... I wish I could like explore that menu. It's a good like, menu. You know. Man, it was a
0: good <laughs> menu. We we both got like a good double burger and you know, customized our reality. Got the got a the a grape fry, got the ketchup things. Yeah, the numbers. With the little numbers on the bottom, as yeah. Nick Stewart taught me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, I was looking for a five, I got a four, I'll take it. Uh got a shake. Got shakes very, very thick, okay. <laughs> very thick you know, one of those for sure. Uh, but, man, we had the best time there.
1: I did have a good time, and they were super cool, too, which I think adds to it. They're, we were, like, filming stuff, you know? And she was like, what are you, what are you guys doing? And I, like, What y'all she, making a movie for? And she was like, okay, well, make sure I'm not in it. <laughs> yeah. So it, like, added to the experience. Alabama. Alabama. Birmingham, like Alabama. Alabama. Um, now, what's a place where... You have to get gas. You guys are going to be late, but you cannot be late. What's a place that it could um, be there and you would rather not eat than eat? Rather starve. You'd rather oh. starve than eat at that location. Is there such a place? It Subway. doesn't have to necessarily be. There should be. But, Subway. Subway. Uh, it's-
2: that's you get us. That's gonna man. get you a big I, old I hug Subway. in a couple of days. I I hate Subway. Yeah, you do. I, I I won't eat Subway at this point. I just refuse to eat at Subway. That's right. Uh, we just I don't keep think going. there's anywhere else. Like, nope. but there isn't for me. I mean,
1: you're,
0: eating, you're eating Chester's chicken. You know,
1: I would eat Chester's right, over yeah. Subway for sure. I get but a bag of chips and keep I going. have certainly skipped Chester's yes. and Roy Rogers. And like Checkers, like the weird diner place.
2: Dude, Checkers has good fries, though. Checkers has great fries. They're bomb. But that's all they got. How about Steak and Shake? We never talk about Steak dude. and Shake. Oh, my kind high school spot, dude. Kind, kind of
0: awesome.
1: Kind of rocks, right? Because yeah. they have like $4 everything.
0: Yeah. They're open late as fuck. Yep. So you can sit down.
1: They have in and out fries straight up. Don't. They're,
0: they're, there's No, they have like shoestring. Yeah, they're shoe It's
1: really similar, though. In and out fries are thicker,
0: they are thicker, but they're, they're better.
1: They're similarly fried. Do you know what I mean? What is people's problem with the In and Out fry? They're too, I'll, I'll tell you, my personal problem with them is like they're too thin and often over fried, so that they're just like too starchy. They don't have that like part a nice, is,
2: I, I don't, I've never once tasted that. I don't so think here's they the soak the fries after they punch them. So no. when you punch, this is some restaurant lore. Uh, when you punch a potato, a lot of restaurants they let the fries soak to get the starch out of them, right. and then you double fry them. Right. I don't think they're doing it. I think they're just frying them once. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I still I like them. I, I'm still a fan. I still think they're good. And like, I don't know. but the thinness, <laughs> Bo. Yep. Yeah. You got to pick up like so. Here's my fry technique. Right? This is
1: ancient. <laughs> I'm this I'm is. familiar with eating more than one thing at a time. No, no, no. So
0: what you got to do is you got to pick up three or four of them. You slam them on the little mat
2: so that they're even,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. get a big old dip of the spread.
2: One of these? None of that. You can't eat them one at a time. Those are like you grab a few. You yeah, like God, you like I the,
1: the spread from In and Out, Sam? It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Sam, don't go breaking sorry. my heart now. Sorry, I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. You. You're is a ketchup look?
0: guy.
2: Oh, I love ketchup. See, Sam is my guy. He really. Oh, is. and Bo, I, I I'm not a big white sauce guy. Not big, not big. Not big. It's happened. I'm I'm a There's some that I'm getting used to. Like if there's like a fancy aioli, I'm down. But like just straight up like mayo, no way. Sour cream I hate. I, I don't like sour cream. Dude I've You, you, you wow. want to know what's funny? Is the other night I ordered
1: Taco Bell, like I often do. <laughs> and there was sour cream in one of my things, and I just I just like gritted my teeth and ate it, and I What'd hated it. Uh, I hated it, but I was so hungry that I ate it.
2: Yeah. I'll still eat it if they put it on just because it's I don't so like the waste, idea. really. But I'll be annoyed. <laughs> I'll eat it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Excellent. I, Excellent. It sour
0: cream, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like it till I was like 20. And now I can't get enough of this stuff.
1: Really? You can't keep me away from sour cream. Dude. <laughs> frankly. Dude, sometimes you'll go to like Chipotle and you'll see somebody and it'll be like ladle. Ladle. Oh, you're sick for that. Like a that's, double.
0: That's, that's, that's <sighs> Yeah. Brody King.
1: Really? He's Is he, really, He's oh, a pervert. Oh. Sour
0: cream and fajitas all day. Dude. Oh, he'll man. do he'll do three scoops of fajitas. One time they were out of fajitas. So he left.
2: <laughs> I like that because I love the fajitas at Chipotle. So I don't even, even, even get
1: them. in I, I don't think they work in a they work in a bowl, but I usually get burritos. And I don't think they work in the burrito. So I don't, oh, I always I don't get, get a bowl. that really.
0: That makes sense that you get you usually get burritos, bro. Why? You're the last burrito man still standing at Chipotle.
1: the fuck are you talking about?
0: Everybody's bowl.
1: No. Bowl
0: everybody gets a bowl.
1: When that's literally
2: untrue. James Sam. gets burritos. Sam. I'm bowl gang at Chipotle. I'm not bowl. gonna lie. But I will eat a burrito though. Yeah, but How bowl- one was the last Chipotle time you got so- it? You get the bowl with the nachos and you make your own like little oh. I, The,
1: the bulls the bowls are great and when I was doing keto they had, like, the keto bowl, and it was actually fantastic for, yeah. for the day. So I'm fine with it. But it's just, like, the tortilla is so fucking filling and satisfying that you literally so only have to eat. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But, like, you could also only eat that Yeah, your whole day. your like, tortilla fine. alone?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like lam- lamb spread?
1: Dude, you know what's disgusting is if you get it delivered, you got to get your, your burrito double wrapped.
0: Ugh.
2: It stays... Perfect. It's 2,000 calories. Oh, probably more, honestly. Nice. I don't get guac. uh, Very gross that me and my. I got. There's a thing in Orlando with my friend group. We call it the Pizzerito Challenge, where you get a Chipotle burrito. And there's a place called Lazy Moon in Orlando that makes like pizza slices that are like fucking huge. They're like twice the size of like a Joe's pizza slice in Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. And you wrap it and you eat it. And. Chipotle, whole, a Chipotle burrito wrapped in a piece of pizza. And if oh. you the whole thing, you're not a coward, but if you can't, you're a coward.
0: I mean, I could absolutely do it. That's the problem though. Oh, the I did it. I do problem. it every time.
2: And like every I, time, every time I, I finish it, but I don't that eat for the whole thing.
0: That doesn't sound like complimentary
2: flavor. We'll say you know? surprisingly good. <laughs> the first time I did, yeah. I was like, this is going to, so, we did it as a gag for like my friend moving out of Orlando and I was like, I took one bite. I was like, this is actually kind of good. And I scarfed Mexican, it down. Italian fruit, fruit. My girlfriend, and I feel like almost broke up with me when I sent her a picture. <laughs> You're the most disgusting person I've ever met. That's fair.
1: What's the, okay. So aside, Colin, do you have a, a strange food combo that works for you? Because they mm-hmm. exist. For example, I found that peanut butter on scrambled eggs. Not bad. Ugh. I know. But Why? So it's like a like a like a fitness person thing that I saw once, and on Warp Tour I tried you have it.
0: to do fitness to do that.
1: But. I was I I was very fit at the time. Okay. This was 2018. Yeah, if, f- I mean if, peanut butter keeps you full. Go fuck yourself. And I put <laughs> it on scrambled eggs, and it was shockingly good. I don't Did know you why. you Still salt it? No, not really. Mm. So pretty much plain eggs. With like not a ton of peanut butter,
0: I'm just not a big peanut butter guy to begin with. Mm. Like the Reese's ratio, I think is too much peanut butter. Oh man, I think it's perfect. what's what's the,
1: the best what's I the best through. seasonal Reese's?
0: The
2: Christmas tree, yeah. Do
3: you
1: right. think so?
2: Oh, I love the Christmas tree. I really These like the. Too.
1: I really like the Halloween bats. The ratio is good in the bats. Did you say the Easter Bunny, Sam?
0: Yeah, that one's good. I love the Easter Bunny. <laughs>
2: Yo, know, all the seasonal ones are good cuz they're fresh. They're that's, so That's dude, that's a, the freshest ones. They're wow. so good.
1: That's a really good
0: point. You're right. That is a hard Lorien take right there. I told you. That's why I so That's fresh. why I modif- You're here, you're welcome, dude. This wow. is why I That's why I modify my McDonald's order as I've said and people think I'm crazy. What's the McDonald's order now? I just know it's fresh if I if I change it in any way, I know that they just made it for me. Oh, you know?
1: that's
2: true. That's a good point. Dude, my favorite right.
1: thing is on the kiosk: McDouble, make it plain, ketchup. Just boop, boop, boop.
2: It's good. I like the touchscreen. But
1: yeah, but
0: isn't isn't make it plain? Make oh, it plain just
1: means up. meat and cheese and bun. Okay. It's it, is the double is the McDouble
0: cheaper than the double cheeseburger
1: by like forty cents now maybe? Oh. But yes, but you get that it, second slice of cheese. It's so one, one less cheese, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Is that But how do you feel about that? Does that appeal to you, that extra cheese?
1: No, I'm always a McDouble guy. Okay. Because back in the day, a McDouble was $1.06. Remember
2: that? I do. What's your I, McDonald's order, Sam? Here's the thing. Here's why I was like, you guys oh, are going to be able well. to. Oh, boy. I don't uh, go to McDonald's that often in the States. That's okay. That's okay.
1: That's in okay. In Europe, though. Oh, man. We have a lot of other things here, so it's okay. Yeah.
2: I, I like... Here, it, like especially in Orlando, like Chick Fil A, I go to all the time. Zaxby's. There actually is a Del Taco by UCF. No uh, kidding. It's far, but occasionally I'll be like, I'm gonna make the. Usually uh, they used to be open 24 seven. Wow. Uh, so I would go like. Uh, that was my uh, my Jew on Christmas meal would be uh, going to Del Taco by myself and going through the drive through. Classic. In my car. Uh,
1: now, you say it's far, but it could be. 2,000 more miles further. That's true.
2: It's just like a 35-minute <laughs> drive. Oh, that's pretty like, fucking far. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I well don't be. want to do that. Oh, my uh, God. I, I live also near Zaxby's. I, like, live near uh, what Stick together once called 10 years ago the Bermuda Triangle of fast food Ooh. where, like, I have a Chick-fil-A, a Taco Bell, a Popeye's, and a Chipotle all, like, right next to each other. Beautiful. A good little square. Where's the Wingstop? We just got a Wingstop in Orlando on Colonial Drive. See, uh, now yeah, tr- congratulations. congratulations! Now you're
0: yeah, truly congratulations. Congratulations! Now you're well equipped.
2: How often are you back in Orlando? I live in. I actually moved back. I'm I'm in Orlando now full time. Oh. oh. what a boy! Again, I bought a house and I'm just in Florida now. Oh, good congratulations! For you. Look at Thank you. Yeah. So I am I'm, I'm uh, going th- to my Bermuda Triangle often. Good. Often. Although my Popeyes, is closed, real Popeyes closed, unfortunately, the
1: Popeyes closed. Yeah, that's a shame, dude. I I know it was like a lot of hype, but that chicken sandwich was fucking
2: great. I love it. I tried getting the uh, the blackened chicken sandwich the other day at the uh, at the recommendation of Mr. Carl from Gridiron, Matt Carl from Gridiron. Uh, we hey, were did you get dinner. it? He was like, "Yo, you got <laughs> a blackened chicken sandwich from Popeyes. It's the best." He said it's the best thing he's ever had from Popeyes. That I mean,
0: so the thing about the blackened chicken is it's made. To, it is actually made to order. Oh, hell yeah. So when you order it, oh they're like,
2: <sighs> oh
0: <laughs> get And it's dude, the black and it, they'll like, when I was doing keto again, round two, the blackened chicken is like the best fast food keto thing now, because no shit. It's just incredibly seasoned grilled chicken. All right,
1: because there's no breading. it's exactly. Oh. but dude, it's, it's so sorry. expensive. It is shocking. There isn't a fast food place that you can go and just get like like KFC got rid of grilled chicken. I'll tell you where it is. Well, where is it at?
0: Wingstop. Really? Wingstop is, grilled. Wingstop is is it's fried, but it's not breaded.
1: Right. So you can do fried in like a buffalo sauce. And it that's is just a
0: ketoist thing. Oh,
1: fuck. Yeah. Wow. You didn't know that? Uh No, I didn't no. Not know that. I never Dude, ate Wingstop when I was keto. Oh
0: my God, I lived on it. I got a protein style four by four
1: every day for lunch. Dude, now that would be so beneficial if that was here. Yeah. That All would be right, so man. helpful if In and Out was here. I'm sorry. I know. You should be. <laughs> what are you into <laughs> lately, Sam?
2: <laughs> and what and what like Like what's your favorite uh, thing right now? Playing oh. any games? Th- the new Call of Duty Warzone. Oh yeah. right! You fully
0: oh, into man. it? You bonded with many over Warzone during the demic, huh?
2: Oh man, that's how uh Gridiron got signed to the B. Well, I think that's how Gridiron started. <laughs> I think it so is so sick. Yeah, because uh, I remember uh, I was living in Brooklyn at the time, and I just sat in my room and played fucking Warzone. I was playing with Will, and that was where I met Matt Carl. Was on <sighs> Warzone. Uh, and Will was like, Yo, I got this stupid demo that I just wrote with uh, that dude Matt that you played with the other night. I want you to put it out. And it was the Gridiron demo. <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Let's go.
0: <laughs> it's actually not fair how good Will is at music.
2: Yeah, he's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Did you hear he, the newest stuff he he has just finished recording? I have not. Oh, man. I was just the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, Colin, how far are you in React and Rock? I haven't played it for one second.
1: Man, really? Since
0: being home. I'm about eight hours in. I've been about eight hours in for about two weeks.
1: That's a sh- I, I like it was all spoiled for me. So I don't know how oh. you're dodging fucking. Oh, I'm
0: dodging it left and right, brother. Jesus I'm Christ m- I muted every single yeah. one of the, the yeah. words.
2: Um, Get on Warzone, man. That's well, like I was going to say,
1: so will or so will uh, Nick from harm's way is like a cracked Warzone player. Like he's like <laughs> very good doesn't like, I was just talking about this like two nights ago, doesn't like the new one Mm -hmm. thinks the movement too
2: slow. See, I'm not good at the last call of duty. I just play because I was like, I'm having fun with my boys, Mm -hmm. just talking shit to a bunch of fucking 12 year olds. Mm -hmm. But the new one I'm cracked at it because the movement, they took out the movement aspect, which I couldn't get on the last one. They
1: they kind of made it a little nerf ball. Is what uh, like the like hardcore players are saying to appeal to more Well And I'm saying all of this longer. as a non player, so pardon me if I'm totally wrong with uh, right, this. They did they
2: affected the movement a lot and it's a lot harder to move like as quickly, but I think it I don't know, I think it's more fun. The new map is really fun. Um it's fucking sick. Also, I met uh, Brett from Exhibition on Warzone. That's how I signed Exhibition to Triple B. Wow. I met him through because uh, he plays with uh, Brody all the time. Right. Mm, Brody is pretty fucking good. When he oh, was streaming yeah. over the pandemic,
1: I would I would watch and I was very impressed at how good
0: he was. Actually, he was. I mean, he was. It's honestly not fair. <laughs> the the amount of like facets he's been borderline professional in in his life.
2: But, like, pre-wrestling
0: and all that, he was exclusively an at-home Call of Duty guy,
2: and he was, like, always playing and always winning. Made me sick. I played with him and Brett from Exhibition, like, a week ago on the new game, and I felt really bad about myself afterwards because they're, like, destroying Especially, dude, Brett, like, had a round where he had, like, 30 kills and, like, four deaths and was just, like, smoking, and I was, like... Yeah, no. I, I But can't. here's the thing dude it it uses skill based
1: matchmaking Yeah so Yeah but he's and, in there oh, on, hold so on hold on so don't take this the wrong way your skill level is making the playing field easier for people who are maybe 10% better or whatever
2: See i think i was in their lobby
1: Okay forget everything i just said
2: I think i was in their lobby because i was just like literally deploying back and just immediately dying and being like i can't do anything this. I game. think it goes to the lowest common denominator though Okay. I'm but I, I could be I mean, wrong. I don't play with overwatch
0: It groups you with other people who are grouped together, obviously, and it doesn't like like if you have a group of three people playing and then you have two more people on your team, it groups you with another group of three people playing and two random people on their team. Gotcha. to balance it in some way. I have to imagine with Blizzard being owned by Activision, there's some kind of crossover in the way that they they match make
1: dude. This this is a weird callback, but at when I was at TwitchCon, I met one of the original developers for Blizzard North.
0: Interesting, Blizzard for, North, for like oh, Diablo. Had that a long time, yeah. What was he doing?
1: He lives he lives next to the fucking McAllister House in Wilmette.
3: Oh, oh,
0: that's L- what he next door.
1: Con? We were, we were both he- coincidentally from Chicago, and he's like, oh. "Yeah, you know the 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 Home Alone house," and I was like, "Do I know the?" The silver tuna? Are you kidding me? (laughs) And he's like, "Yeah, I live next door." Oh shit! But yeah, he he was one of the original guys from Diablo days, Starcraft days. Crazy, fuck yeah!
0: Yeah, do you listen to do you listen to non Triple B
2: bands, Sam? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nah, (laughs) hardcore bands, yeah, some, yeah. And I listen to like I listen to surprisingly people. I listen to like a lot of pop music. Like um, what? What are you into? I mean, I'm a Gaga man, too, man. My man. I'm a Gaga man. You are welcome, man. Our door is open. <laughs> so much, I love it's Gaga. Really uh I love uh, uh, the Olivia Rodrigo LP is really good. I like that couple, one. A couple I, tracks on that one. I there like, are man. some serious tracks on that. Yeah. I feel weird, though, because she's like a child. Yeah. No, yeah I didn't child. like this as a 34-year-old man, but it's just objectively very catchy. Music. Well, she ain't playing child songs, though. That's the thing.
1: And yeah. And you know? somebody... Whoever wrote the hooks knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. and I they think, wrote dude, the, that,
0: that, the crazy part is I think it's mostly her. That's insane. She's very skilled. Yeah. I mean, I records, good. Good. that that song's unbelievable. Do you have you got, I know, I think I've talked to you about it, Beau, but the Halsey record, the Nine Inch Nails one. It's awesome. Exactly dude. Is it good? <laughs> it's it's incredible. I it yeah, I made them one of them InstaFest things. Yeah, she she was headlining day one, brother. Really, that record is in. I can't. It's I'm addicted to it. It, Is it based
1: on Spotify? That thing. It is. Yeah. So mine would literally just be hardler. (laughs) Just all three days of the. There's no podcasts
2: on there, thankfully.
1: Then it's a weekend off, boys.
2: (laughs) Uh, I listen to the new Taylor Swift LP. I I actually do like Taylor Swift. I just think she kind of sucks as a human being. Mm, But I think she writes good music. Um. Yeah, I listen but to a, a decent amount of non-Triple B bands. She is about to be our underground music champion.
1: Why? Because her she hired a team to go after Spotify, Live Nation, and all this uh, shit. Oh,
3: Ticketmaster too, right? And
1: Ticket, sorry, th- that's it. Live Mass, uh, Live Nation, Ticketmaster, not Spotify. Yeah, I don't know why cool. I said that. She she's like full on like, yeah, this is kind of fucked up because her tour got announced. Everything got sold out, but it went immediately to Ticketmaster or StubHub right. or whatever the fuck. Uh, dynamic pricing came out, and nobody is able to get affordable tickets. Right? Yeah. She is is like, I, I I would love to have the article with like ready, but I obviously don't. But we got to get her on the pod. Should we talk to her? Yeah. Friend He's, of the show, Tay.
0: P a h c legend.
1: But she, yeah, but she's like genuinely – there's a team that she helped organize going like looking into the legality and ethics of Live Nation, Ticketmaster, and stuff. Wow. Like, which is very good. She should go after Spotify. I like that you said that. Yeah, I wish that was the case. Yeah. Lars. <laughs> Lars was right, baby. Really Lars <laughs> so was, was fucking right, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is her. the thing. Is like I've said this to people and they'll be like, ha Because obviously like streaming shit is, for a consumer is awesome. But like the reality of it is, and, and, and I'm not even trying to toot horns, but like a lot of bands, including our own Colin, if we existed in the early 90s, if we were magically mm-hmm. back to the future, that we would just make a living be, on, on our be, music. We'd be comfortable guys. You would tour a couple times a year yep. if you wanted. And like now that's not the case. And now I mean,
0: you know, as well as if not more than anybody, Sam, that like Spotify will do these month, these deals where it'll be like a year for 10 bucks. And like, that's what the world's library of music is worth to people who listen to who use Spotify.
2: Right. And it's uh, this new my new digital spot breaks down like how much money comes in from each individual outlet. And it's pretty crazy that Spotify is the biggest, and like that's where most of my streams come from. But I make almost just as much money from Apple Music for like a third of the streams. It's like yep. pretty crazy. Spotify, pays title. T- title pays the most. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. that's right. Title. Pays title. Pay the most.
1: <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember when when Kanye put out that one record years ago, and he was like, "I would prefer if everyone used title." <laughs> yep. It's just like title is title
0: is FUBU straight up. For us, by
1: us. Fuck. What was I going to say? Uh, Spotify.
2: They suck, but they, they really, know. they really. really, it, really but suck. it's
1: crazy oh. when you look at the metrics. How
0: little? Like nobody uses anything else. But yeah. to
1: your point, Colin, you were you were saying that like the world's library of music, ten dollars for a year, and then these same some of these same people will complain about a twenty five dollar t shirt. At a show. It's like, how do you think a band, a touring band is going to supplement? Like, it ain't the 70s. Fleetwood Mac no, could know. do a tour and survive for years.
2: Yeah. You know? Sure. Well, what's interesting about Spotify, too, is like, I know someone that works at Spotify. I'm not going to reveal his name or anything. but We need that, name and email address. No! Well, he told me he was like, Spotify. We, as independent artists, make less than like what like a major label gets paid per stream. Sure. Um, and that Spotify has tried to negotiate with the majors being like, Hey, if you guys take a little less, we can bump up all these indies more so that people stop trying to cancel us on the internet. And the majors are just like, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah. Um, of, uh, of but course. it's like, what
0: the majors are the, the majority of the revenue. So I get that. Yeah. And and it's relic like, what and- does, what does Spotify do where us, us getting a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a cent, is it, where does that value come from? Where's the why? Why can't we have that? You know, why can't I have a cent per stream? Like well, I, the,
1: yeah, and and I understand why like Beyonce's record plays because isn't it a thousand record plays equals one one record play? Do you know what I'm saying? Like a thousand streams equals one record play, I believe yeah, is yeah, the. True. So like I understand that if like okay Beyonce getting. 20 million. She's bringing in more revenue to Spotify, so she's going to get a bigger cut. The label's going to get what? Fine. But it's still a thousand like it's like the, it doesn't make sense to me why it, it is not 5 cents. Well, also but those it is those fractions. things are
0: on the front page of Spotify. So they're <laughs> right. easy to find. Therefore right. the discoverability is going to lead to those 20 million plays happening faster. It's a racket.
2: The other thing with Spotify though too, it's like, all right, you want to pay Indies more, but you're blaming it on the majors. It's like, I had heard that their Manhattan office is like an entire building in yeah. and that each yeah. floor, like in between each floor of like offices is like a cafeteria. That's like all free. And that like, it's like, like arcade games. So I'm like, all right, why don't you just take all that crap out and then pay that. And then all I had heard that during the pandemic, when like all their employees were like working remote that like they got like uh, like they got an asinite amount of money on top for like, as like their like lunch budget because they missed out. On Cause their- they
1: were used to
0: what they're doing. And every band on earth is, is suffering.
1: Well, And I believe the, it, the owner is like a multi-billionaire.
2: Oh yeah. He like I, From I was, Spotify. He, he tweeted something about being like, I think I'm going to buy like Chelsea football club. And people <laughs> were just like, cool. Like I make like, Twenty bucks a month for my streams being on your website, and you're gonna buy like, like yeah, it's just fuck off. But it's I like but they it's have a billionaire just saying stupid shit on the internet that they
0: should. Yeah, say. you. But if that's that's all, you can take yourself off streaming. But you're kind of shooting yourself in the dick.
1: I mean, it would be – I mean, obviously, I don't know how this works. I'm not – I am not ai can not write code or anything. But obviously, if there was like a conglomerate of independent music labels who were like, okay, we're going to make our own streaming service. Okay, that's one thing you could do. I have no idea how that works. I have no idea how much it costs to host servers that have music available all the time.
0: Fifteen bucks a month.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I, I don't get it, but it's certainly like a
2: thing. I know there's, like, new, like, collectives. I don't know how they work. I didn't even know they existed until, like, I literally got, like, a digital statement, like, a few months ago. And I, like, because, like, I can see, like, all right, you made this much this month from this thing. And I was, like, what the fuck is this, like, independent music collective? And they are like, oh, yeah, it's, like, a bunch of indie people that, like, go out and get you more money from, like, Spotify and stuff. And I'm, like, okay, I don't know really how that works, but, like, I don't know. It's like 1300 extra bucks. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't care. Like the way I, and like, I kind of explain it to bands too, or like it's like digital is like nice free money that like, cause at the end of the day, Spotify could be a free service for everybody. And we would all still put our records up there for free. I think or, so dude, how about the it's fucking bandcamp model or the bandcamp model. What if, what if
1: you could buy every record for as little as a dollar? We would make so much more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. Like Bandcamp, kind of rocks. It just doesn't have the. It's not the same platform size as Spotify. You know, I mean, it, and their
0: fees are kind of insane. Are they? I I don't know. The that. Bandcamp fees are a little
1: expensive. Like in 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 yeah. what way? Like if you're purchasing music, or uh, even
0: what they- even
2: even goods like like shirts and stuff on Bandcamp, they take a ten percent fee as they're like. For merch and digital downloads, it's ten percent. But
1: but that's still ninety. It adds cents, up ninety cents a record, though. Yeah, yeah. At a minimum, versus a fraction of a penny. A fraction.
0: <laughs> it's a rough life. I
1: fucking hate Spotify. Rough, like the you like the record
2: label business, Sam? <laughs> well, I I'm grateful that I can operate. Triple will be on the like there's I'd say a lot of record labels, including like indie ones. They rely on their digital money to survive. Like mm. they don't sell a lot of like like the fact fe- like I know Triple B will be fine because I sell Triple B merch. And yeah. like, people I'm grateful that people buy it and like they like love it because that is what allows me to like keep doing stuff and people buying records too. I don't rely the digital to me is that is fuck you free money that I don't like when I'm like, oh cool, I owe the pressing plant, $60,000. I don't think, oh, I need that money from the, from digital to pay that. Like mm. that digital means nothing to me, which is kind of why I started giving it to bands off the yeah. rip. Yeah, really? That's, that's awesome. awesome. I mean, that's I, huge. I, it Cause is I huge. already don't give a shit at the end of the day. I don't need it to like operate. Like, so like, what do I care? It's just extra free money to me. And I kind of instilled that to bands. Like, look, this is free money. Like you might make a couple hundred, hundred extra bucks a month. Just, you know, Use that for a nice dinner one night or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Whatever. And like I'm glad that I'm not like other labels who they're like, yeah, we need our digital because we got to pay.
1: That's how we recoup. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a good niche, like size, demographic genre where you can have hard and soft stuff to push. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool.
0: I mean, I've never heard that before. We're right off the rip. Everybody gets 50% of digital. That's like because I mean – a major, something like a metal blade. Like if they adopted that, that would be a game changer. But to them, they're not selling the amount of records that you are. You set this, pre- you and Justin, close casket, have set this precedent of like, hey, we're making cool records that we like that you will like. And if you if you bought these other things from our label, you're going to like this next one. Yeah, uh, and we look at the look at the packaging. We did cool stuff because mm-hmm. we like cool stuff. We mm-hmm. we are we are you. So we're making the thing that you want. A bigger label is not running its operation the same way. They're just like, okay, how do we how do we charge as much as possible for this, and spend as little as possible
1: because there and there's so much more. There's overhead in and fucking big time, uh, uh, staff, staff like and Jesus Christ.
2: Me and Justin in particular, I feel like for our size are in very good positions where it's literally just us so like we can afford to do those types of things because we our overhead is a lot lower well mine and i mean justin just i know he's got like his whole like warehouse operation now Mm -hmm. so he has way uh, more overhead than i do but like still it's like i don't know i feel like it's easier for us to do that kind of stuff which i think helps gravitate bands to wanting to do stuff Mm -hmm. Um, because like you know newfound glory for instance like did that sticks and stones repress. Literally it was as easy as like, all right, we got the rights. This is how I literally sent like, I didn't even like do like a formal Excel breakdown to them and their manager about the money afterwards. I was like, Hey, this is how much they cost. This is what was brought in. Here's 50%. Cool. And they were like, yeah, it was easy. Done. And that's, that's gotta be the opposite of what they're used to. Yeah. as right. like a right. kind of living entity, Well, it just, it just makes it easier. So like, cause it's like, I don't have to put in all these different variables. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I I hope it's sustained for, you know, almost 17 years at this point. So see if we can do it for a little bit longer. But for now, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just grateful that people actually buy stuff, like the yeah. physical stuff, so that I don't have to be, like, refreshing my digital thing every day, being like, did more money come in? Did more money come yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now I'm like, oh, cool, 50 more bucks from Deezer. Let's go.
0: Fuck yeah, Deezer. Deezer (laughs) made me laugh so hard the first time I saw it on the, like, sound drop. Do you want to submit to Deezer, too? Of course. Why not? Sure. Who is using Deezer? It's in Europe,
2: I know. Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, there's so many. My new spot, like, the list of, like, the logos and shit, they're all so crazy looking. I'm like... Sure, just send it over because I don't have to. They don't charge me per like they take a ten uh, percent cut as their thing to distribute it, Right. and then we get ninety, which is cheaper than what I was paying before. I was paying like twenty three percent before. So, wow, saving thirteen percent, and the bands get it directly. My life oh. significantly improved. That's, That's amazing. Incredible. Good for you. Good for
0: you. And then you keep them cool hats and jackets and pants coming, you know?
2: We keep the, the drip, as the young kids like to say, coming. Literally. Brody's actually been a big, like, help because, like, he likes a lot of stuff I make. So I'll text him and be like, yo, is this too crazy? Should I make this? And he's like, "Notch, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. And it works. Like, you
0: he's know? right. He's often right. He's, he's often real, right. He's a real bastard. What's, uh, you ever seen any ghosts, Sam?
2: Oh man. Uh, yeah, I'm a <sighs> ghost man. I believe I'm a believer. I believe in aliens too. Wow. we're not. Well, we're, no, we, there's the truth is literally out there. I've had, I'll tell you my experience firsthand with the ghost. That Please I had do. That's what I'm interested in. Uh, I had a ghost in Boston and, uh, I had an apartment that I lived in in Boston. It was a one bedroom. It was just me. Uh, it was like you walk through the front door directly into the kitchen, living room, bedroom to the side, bathroom, like outside. Like the, the bedroom like was like very small and there's a door that led to it. And there was one night where I always end my night before I go to bed watching a little bit of Netflix, usually some Seinfeld, maybe The League, something funny, you know, just, yeah. to, just to put myself in a nice mood before I go to bed. So I turn it off. I start going to bed. And I hear like what sounds like a 1920s speakeasy happening. And like my apartment in Boston was like on the street. So you could, and it's like near Fenway. So you could hear people like walking. And I was like, but that's like, I can hear like a piano playing. And like it sounded like a speakeasy was happening. So I was like, what the fuck? And it's coming from my living room. So I was like, maybe I left the TV on in there. Open the door. The second I opened the door, dead silence. And like, dead silence so I was like that was fucking weird close the door get back into the bed the second my head hits the pillow it starts up again get up again do it again i'm like what the fuck that was crazy went to bed next day i'm on my computer doing work uh i had like a fake fireplace with like a glass door on it the gl- like you had to pull it open glass right. door just opens Ooh. and then that night i heard the music again wow. and i heard the music constantly every night for like a week And I was just like, I got a cool ghost that just wants to party. I'm just going to leave him alone. Do you have, yeah, any, just, do you have any fillings? Any what? Fillings? Any cavities? Uh, no. But I also don't go to the dentist because I hate
1: the Where dentist. the fuck were you going with that? <laughs> dude, dude? Lucille Ball famously overheard uh, transmissions through her fillings and it like got it figured out. The people hear radio and stuff through their fillings sometimes. Depends Uh-oh. on... Mouth acidity, it depends on a, a lot of things. I was just curious. Well, in
0: this case, this like, thankfully, just
2: asking these were this just was like how loud it was when I was in bed versus like how dead quiet it was when I opened the door. Something weird was going on, and it wasn't a TV upstairs. Like, because my apartment I live in an old building, so like you could kind of hear people like in the hallways and stuff. It wasn't that, it was something weird. And uh, I'm gonna I, say
1: something that's gonna piss Colin off so bad. Just do it. Do you notice? <laughs> Do you notice what activity he was doing oh, when this happened? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo! He wasn't even tired. He was watching Seinfeld.
1: It was a uh,
2: sleep paralysis. I had sleep paralysis before. Dude, that now that is that
1: obviously sucks. that's that's Weird. an anatomical. Like, just, that's a thing. That shit sucks. He's yeah. convinced that
0: being tired makes you loopy and you don't your brain is wrong. So he thinks you're lying, essentially. I
1: think your brain, no, no, lying. no. I no. See, that's the thing is, I don't think you're lying. I just, no, I know. Think, you think his brain is lying to him, yeah, kind of like, like deja vu, kind of like deja vu, deliriously tired in that moment. I, I just don't, I don't know if it matters. I
2: believe him, yo. Wait, so are you not, Bo, are you not a ghost guy? You don't think ghosts exist.
1: I'm, I, and I want to be clear, I'm I'm highly skeptical, like, I really doubt most things, but I'm not cynical. I don't think it's impossible.
2: You I really don't believe you would
1: love to believe. Right? I, I genuinely. I have never once in my fucking life had anything, right. ghosts or aliens, and I'm dying for it. Right. <laughs> we're, we're probably going to do some some lore stuff in Boston.
0: Oh, well, dude. Go to Salem? Like, that's, that's what we're no, doing. That's the plan. It's for to anybody
2: watching. We're going to when Salem. When you're in Boston, C- ask Pat Flynn, because uh, I remember they went to Japan. And they had like a weird ghost story that I can't quite remember the details, So I don't want to say it, but I remember that
1: we not ask him about ghost shit. Fuck. I can't remember.
0: I feel like we did, but he talked about an old colonial guy. Yeah.
1: We, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He just didn't bring up the Japanese stuff. Sorry. I remember
2: ahead. him and it was mainly Ryan was telling the story. Like Ryan, Hudon from not art. He had told me he was like, yeah, like there was like some weird ghost shit. I don't remember exactly what it was, but, uh, okay. I remember they like, had like a weird thing in Japan where like, either like one of them saw a ghost or somebody they were with like saw like a ghost of like a bleeding like a girl like bleeding it be, like fucked up and oh, i like
0: a classic movie yeah like movie thing
2: yeah. but like
0: oh. yeah. I, I don't remember it because that was like in 2009
2: i think or eight but uh mm. yeah I, i'm a believer man i i believe in aliens i believe in all that shit and i don't know but i don't really know if i believe in god which is really funny well, I'm if like a there, self-loathing Jew, so like I see, really to don't.
0: me like God is like provably untrue, and ghosts are like absolutely real. <laughs> they're they're not
1: <laughs> mutually inclusive right. at all to me. Yeah.
0: I think I think God and and the devil are mutually inclusive.
1: Gods and devils and devils
0: are mutually inclusive. Right. So I don't I don't think that like. Like devil worship is so silly to me. Yeah, of like course. You worship the devil, then like. Yeah. Then but that's the difference God
1: because like like Luciferian Satanism is not has nothing to do with that. It's about yeah. yourself. Okay. Well, I'm just it's, saying. It's. I mean, it's all hilarious. To me. Yeah, w- worshiping something about. is very funny. It's so funny. Aside okay. of fast food. But yeah, hey, if you're listening to this on Thursday and you're in the Salem area, keep an eye out because <laughs> you might you might just see us out and about
0: you might see us and Kurt Ballou trotting about in
2: <laughs> you might see it oh man and you just missed the busy season there too which is good yeah and thank god yeah thank we're God. we're getting there just in time oh dude maybe I'll take you guys while you're in Boston to Mount Auburn Cemetery in Cambridge take that's us haunted. anywhere it's a, a huge awesome cemetery lots of creepy shit in there
0: well, we'll be there all weekend Sam we'll be there supporting your fest talking to bands
2: hanging out finally made it. AHC sure a good press. That's <laughs> finally right. Never gotten posted on Lamb once. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't. I'm glad though. That's fine. yeah. They, well, you're now fine. you're on <laughs> You're, you're
0: now you're on Slipknot.com, baby. So don't you worry about a thing. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Well, that's two hours, gentlemen.
0: Yes, it sure is. Holy shit! That's that
1: last uh, bit where we were talking about Spotify and stuff. Very compelling for me. I agree. So I hope everyone enjoyed that because I don't think people know that kind of stuff. I really don't.
2: Agreed. It's a, it's a slippery slope, man. Sucks, but we need it. Not even, it's just like, it's, I'd rather have the money than nothing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, yo, we're taking everything off Spotify. We're going to make a statement because that would mean nothing. And,
1: and and really all that it exemplifies and like highlights to me is like, go to shows and buy Buy stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: That's. Yeah. If you want to support the bands, but it's no, no offense, Sam, buy the records from the bands. You're going to support the band. <laughs> if you want to support the record, buy it online and, and do what you can. You did great on the
0: show. We're going to have you back. Cause we agree about most things. And we're going to
2: see you soon. Time. Yeah. Uh, you we'll guys get us Thursday. Uh, get Wednesday, Wednesday night.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, tomorrow. Just in time for dinner. Just in time. Oh, uh, we got to check in soon. I got to check in
0: in
2: a little bit. I'm here. ready to check in now. I'm good to go, brother. Whew. I'm going to send you a... Uh... Oh, man. When do you guys leave, boss? Sunday. Sunday. Morning. In the evening or in the morning? Morning. morning. Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: I actually tried to stay a little bit later just to like not rush, you know? Mm. But it didn't work
2: out. The flights side Friday before the show. I'll take yeah. you guys somewhere. A real Boston spot. I would lo- simply love that. Yeah. That's yeah what you guys into. both eat meat, obviously. Oh, oh yeah. All right. We'll it's get we we'll maybe Friday before the gig we'll get uh, we'll get real Boston pizza and like lamb skewers. What's real Boston pizza? Santarpios in East Boston. That's the oh, spot. I, I love uh, this. Here's what I'll say. Here's how this is a real spot. I took a, a bumble <laughs> date there years ago. And who did nice I run into there? Mr. Colin of Arabia himself. Wow. wow. He saw me on a Bumble date at Santarpios.
1: Boy, his ears must be ringing
0: this week. He huh? roast you? I know he's all over he was like, it. what are you doing? <laughs> <like> <laughs> he's the king, right? The literal king. He's the, king. He's the Elvis of H.C.,
2: I think. <laughs> oh, he's I, he's like the mayor of Boston, I'd say. <laughs> he's the mayor of Boston. There we go. Can't wait to talk to him. I got some
0: yeah. stories about, with him that I can't wait to bring.
1: Up. I got a couple, too, actually. More than what living, I told you. Yeah, that'll be much. fun. All right. Well thanks for having me, boys. This was a lot of time. Dude, thank you so much. Let's uh you, Sam. See, see. See, see, see you in Boston.
2: <laughs> I will uh I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get the spots ready for you. Thanks, man. Beautiful. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.